Hello, friends. Welcome back to another evening of D&D. We are Not Great RPG, and we're here once again for The Lost Kings of Adorus. Uh, we're going to go around the table real quick, introduce ourselves, and then they're going to leave while I read the recap, uh, because things happen separately that the other characters don't know about. And then we'll pick up where we left off last week. That's John. He's taking a nap. And he plays Marcus. This isn't a DJ situation. I think you might actually be He is actually taking a nap. <laughs> Genuinely not in the room. Um, I'm Sarah, and I play Dandelion. I'm Paul, and I play Rin. I'm Autumn, and I play Twig. I'm Mike, and I play Mr. Pigeon. I'm not Lawrence. Something weird is going on with the sound. A little bit. Also, I play Shay. And I'm Don, the DM. Now get out. <laughs> Good boy. Fuck you, Don. It's just us, chat. All right. So last week, the road to redemption. Uh, Rin leaves through the red curtain at the front of the room, uh, is met with the sight of a few guards tending to the wounds of others. Uh, Others are collecting bodies of bandits and piling them in the corner, uh, in the center of the room, rather, for to remove them uh among them are the bodies of few guards but the banded bodies far outnumber the bodies of the guards uh ren walks up to one of the guards tending the wounds of another and asks him to heal the slice on his foot and the guard does so ren then heads to the dock informs murdoch about the halls falling and asks to speak to elias in private um elias asks him if his father is dead and ren tells him yes that he is sorry uh but he is dead Rin asks about the shadowy assassin. Elias says that he's not seen anything like it before, and he's not certain what that is or who that might have been. Um, Rin asks about the other blade singer, Maxwell, and the necklace tells him that the necklace he found on him belonged to his people. Elias tells him stories about Maxwell, about how he took care of and watched over him for 20 years, since about the time he was five years old. When he was ten, the two of them were approached by hooded, cloaked men and demanded their money, threatening to take Elias if Maxwell did not comply. Maxwell instructed Elias to close his eyes. Elias did so, and when he opened them, the men were gone. But Elias says that he recognized the muffled screams and sounds of a blade when his eyes were shut. He doesn't know if Maxwell was a good man, but he says that he was his friend and his protector. He tells Rin that Maxwell told him stories about where he learned to fight the way he does, He said that he was taught by an Elvish teacher, Valera Otar, which means warrior or champion in Elvish, in Otasolor, which means war home at land's edge. The skill was passed down as was the name from one only known as the Ark Warrior. Ren said that he's never heard of this, but draws a connection to his people due to the Ark Bishop and Ark Mage, two of the three pillars of the kingdom of Valinar, the third being the Monarch. Elias tells him that while Maxwell did learn from his teacher, he left before he could complete his training and did not take the family name Otar, believing he was not deserving of it. Elias said that he's not sure why he left, but that he needed a lot of money and was looking for something, some way to become more like his teacher. Rin thought for a moment and asked, like an elf? Elias tells him that he's not sure, but Maxwell didn't go further. Uh, He hopes that Maxwell finds peace in his death. Rin then crushes the shackles around Elias' hands and tells him that he believes that he will be found innocent of any crimes, but to look out for himself. Rin leaves and heads back uh, towards the uh, towards the tavern before shouting back to Murdoch, uh, asking if he knows of a shipwright. Murdoch tells him that he isn't sure, but most 
uh, or all of the ships in Fjordane are built by the gnomes and halflings that live on the other side of the Mistlands. Uh, he tells them that they are artificers, and that Dudley is one, so maybe he would have more information. Rin heads back towards the tavern, uh, comes across a panting, tired guard uh, who hands him a sack of 400 gold, his share of the Gilded Mask raids. In the gambling halls, Marcus, Shea, Dandelion, and Twig speak with Sheila about the assassin, uh, as well as get introduced to Alistair and Alice, uh, who were picked up by Marcus. Uh, Alice Tull being the missing girl from Lake Mountain, Alistair being the supposedly dead husband of uh, Charlotte Plimfair. Or, sorry, not Charlotte. Charlotte's the uh, daughter. Um, whatever her name is. The father of Charlotte Plumfair. Um, Marcus asks if Alistair's information would be enough to act as atonement for his crimes, and Sheila says that she would see what he has to say tomorrow because it is very late already, um, and that depending on what information he has, she would be open to the same arrangement that she used for Murdoch's atonement. Uh, Marcus and Dandelion leave and head to the tavern for the evening. There, everyone else is also given their share of 400 gold apiece. Shay searches the body of the assassin privately and finds several things. Uh, dossiers on Alistair, Will, Sheila, and a few others in town, as well as the overseer, along a coded missive that he's able to decipher. Uh, Shay tells Sheila that the man was a blight to Southport and she made the right decision in killing him, that he would have been a danger to her city and she should be on the lookout for more like him. Uh, Shay isn't sure if others will come that are like him, but... They she that she should keep her eyes open. Uh, Sheila thanks him. She leaves cloaks for them to cover and disguise the body to remove them and sends them off to dispose of the bodies somewhere in the city. Uh, the three of them take the bodies down to the city's edge by the cooking ward where several people are drunk with, uh, you know, making fire pits. And no one pays them any mind as they burn the bodies. Um, Twig takes all of the teeth, which have popcorned in the heat, and Shea takes all of the bones in order to grind them into dust for disposal later. Shea talks to Mr. Pigeon and Twig about what their plans are, and they both indicate that they plan to stay with the group for the time being on their way to Greymore. Um, and Shea says that he will speak to Murdoch about Fiverr Blackflower and see what additional information he might have. Twig asks Shea about this assassin, about what made him a monster and no longer a man. And Shay said that he was broken down into what he is and that he understands the pain and suffering that likely went along with it. The three head towards the carnival um, to get a mortar and pestle from Tarak, their dragonborn friend. They speak with Cucumber briefly, exchange a few goods with him, including uh, a pink food pellet for Shay and a small carved frog for Twig in exchange for a, one of the popcorned teeth, uh, the largest of the teeth. Um, they talk to Tarak and get the mortar and pestle. Um, they head back to the tavern for the night. In the tavern, Dandelion and Marcus order food from the tavern. They sit and speak about how Marcus will return to Lake Mount briefly uh, before returning and heading northward to Greymore um, to return Alistair and Alice, as well as uh, check in on his people. Um, they eat their food and Ren walks in. Marcus and Ren speak about the worth of a soul and how we live and how we die. Um, they speak about if anyone in the party truly has the power to make the decision on how to kill someone. And Rin indicates that he is displeased with the way that the assassin was taken care of. Uh, and Marcus attempts to explain. And Rin does see his perspective, but is not pleased. Uh, and says that it is an interesting way to look at justice and heads off to bed. 
Um, the rest of the group return. They tell Marcus and Dandelion about what they found. Uh, Shay tells Marcus and Dandelion that he thinks Alistair might want to be in pretending to be the assassin disguised as him in order to make it seem like he is not himself uh, in case anyone comes looking for him. Uh, Shay says that he doesn't believe Sheila or anyone else is in danger and that he informed her of the risks. Uh, everyone then heads to sleep for the night. Ren finishes his drink and inspects the belongings that he took off of Maxwell on the necklace that matches Ren's own and the one he got from Arthur. Maxwell's initials are carved under the leather banding that wraps around the top, hidden from view. Uh, the construction of it looks fairly identical to the other two necklaces that he has. Um, the sword appears to be of an older style construction, matching the style that Ren recognizes was used by older combat trainers within the tower, um, but the metal looks fairly new. Uh, it looks to have been crafted recently, but using an older style. The sheath of the sword is leather, slightly worn, and is wrapped in metal banding that looks like a cyclone. It starts thicker at the top and spirals down to the length of the sheath towards the tip. Uh, he wraps up the belongings and heads to bed. He puts all three of the necklaces on, uh, is taunted by a tiny shimmering dandelion in the window. Uh, he closes the window and falls to sleep uh, with a lot of comfort and relaxation. Um, Shay grinds the bones into dust while he speaks with Mr. Pigeon in his room. They speak about how Feverell Blackflower needs to be removed, some aspects about Shay's past regarding the Blackflowers and how two of them, how both of them want him dead. Uh, Shay tells them how he used to, under a different mask that he refers to as the knife, work for the Blackflower family, not by his own choice. Um, the two discuss that the Overseer might be a good way to get close to Fivril should Shay decide to take up another mask, though he is hesitant to wear the face of one that is not a part of himself. He says that he has spent much time crafting this mask and that he does not yet wish to reveal it. Mr. Pigeon says that after Fivril is gone, he's not sure what he'll do and how motivated he feels to move forward past that. Shay states that he is not sure if removing Fivril Blackflower is the end of his balancing in the world. Mr. Pigeon states that he intends to be the one to kill Fivril Blackflower and that he hopes it does not conflict with Shay's or anyone else's gold, uh, goals. He heads to sleep, Shay finishes grinding the rest of the bones and also heads to sleep and that is where we are picking up. Summon Twig back. Okay, so you're in your room asleep. Uh, how are you sleeping? Are you under the covers? Are you on top of the covers? Did you make a fort? Are you under the bed? I would probably be in the highest point of the room, whether okay. that be like a dresser or sure. a wardrobe or whatever it, whatever Got it. called. So you took all of the covers and put them on top of the dresser and are like up there with, you know, just about two feet of space between you and the ceiling kind of curled up in this like nest of bedding that you've made for yourself. Very good. So as you sleep atop this dresser, you feel a chill run down your spine. Let me switch the music. This isn't quite the vibe I'm going for. That's a little better. You feel a chill run down your spine. 
You don't feel cold, just an unmistakable chill. You hear a bell chime 12 times, signifying midnight. You don't remember seeing a bell anywhere in Southport, not one of a size that would make this sound. You open your eyes and your vision is slightly blurred, similar to when you first spoke with Lathander, the bright sunlight blinding you momentarily. When the light fades, you see the inside of what looks like a church, a cathedral with large stained glass windows around you. Several of these windows depict what appears to be the crest of Fjordane, which you've seen on banners during your travels, a purple glimmering background with a blue cross and a silver griffin emblazoned at its, at its center. Several others depict a large silver gauntlet at the center of a rainbow-colored window, white beams of glass shooting off reflecting holy light. Uh, you recognize this as the symbol for Torm, which Marcus bears a tattoo of and has mentioned the name of before. The other you also recognize a set of golden scales balanced resting on top of a silver warhammer with a wooden handle made of a brown-colored glass. This, too, sits on a rainbow-colored window with white streaks of holy light bouncing off of it. Even though it's dark outside and there's not much light filtering in, you can see these windows clearly. There are candles floating above your head uh, as if they're suspended in water. They're kind of just, like, bouncing around, knocking off of each other and floating around like they're floating on top of a lake. Um, pews fill the room and a large altar sits at the back of the chamber on a slightly elevated platform, surrounded by a wall of gray stone in a semicircle, and large stained glass window with the Fjordanian crest behind the altar. A red carpet runs up the center from the back doors where you now stand, towards the slightly elevated platform of stone where the altar is. On the platform, you see five suits of armor laying on the ground, their feet facing towards you. What would you like to do? Do I have, like, my my daggers on me and stuff, or...? So you see on you, you have one dagger fixed to your side. You don't have any of your bags or anything else. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna keep my hand on my dagger and, like, very cautiously approach. The armor? Yeah. Are you walking up the center on the carpet, or are you walking around the side of the pews, staying, like, to the wall? Um, yeah, I would duck through the pews and sure. sort of sure. sneak up. Yeah, so you duck through the one pew onto the side and kind of creep your way along the wall, staying in the shadows under where the light is reflecting in from this glass window and kind of out of range of where these candles are reflecting light. Um, as you walk towards these suits of armor, you hear... Only the sound of your cat claws clicking slightly on the stone floor below you. There is an eerily, eerie silence in the air, the only sound being your movement as you move through this cathedral, your breath, and your heartbeat in your chest slightly racing. As you get closer, you see that these aren't suits of armor at all. They're soldiers, and they look wounded. Their armor is fractured in spots. Some of them are missing their upper plate mail. There are gashes across their chest. They're all unconscious, breathing slightly, their chests raising and falling, several wincing in pain as they breathe. They look extremely wounded. As you're looking at them, the door at the back creaks open and two fig figures walk inside. What do you do? 
I would duck, like duck behind a pew. Sure. And try to try watch, to hide yourself. Watch as much as I can, but mostly just listen if you know mm -hmm. I'm worried about being seen. Sure, make a stealth check for me. Eighteen. All right. So you duck behind the pews and kind of peek your eyes out and under the row of pews back towards the where these two men are walking. The figures walk towards the men at the back, a shorter humanoid man with a hooded robe and a much taller figure taking much longer strides. Oh my, what a tragedy. Another five souls lost. How wounded are they? Are they on the brink of death? They look very bad, sir. Uh, beyond healing, that's for sure. They sent me over here with them for their last rites and such. Came from the ward of the north. Nasty business. The taller man pulls his hood back with extremely pale-skinned hands, revealing long silver hair that flows over and around his long, pointed elvish ears. How barbaric and how tragic. How long will this king of ours allow this misguided war to continue? How many more lives are to be lost? How much longer must I do this and ferry these poor souls into the arms of our graceful gods? Yes, sir, uh, tragic. Too many people have died. Uh, good men and women of this kingdom, they deserve better. All right, then. Run along, Cyril. Let me work. Pale man pats the smaller one on the shoulder. I'll make sure these souls get to where they need to go, all right? The smaller figure bows and scurries towards the door, closing it behind him with a click. The pale elvish man turns back towards the wounded men and pulls a small pouch from his cloak. He begins tracing runes on the ground around the men with chalk from this pouch, uh, a circle for each of them under each of their heads before gingerly setting their heads back down on top of these runes. He walks to the first man and pulls one hand from his robe, tracing runes in the air as he does, uttering an incantation of some kind. You see the wounds on the man in front of him begin to close slightly. Some color returns to his face. The soldier winces in pain and his eyes open, stirring slightly, and you see signs of life in him. No sooner does this happen when the pale man with his other hand whips a dagger from his cloak, stabbing the man through the throat with a shadowy spectral blade. The soldier sputters and cough blood, though you see no visible wound on him. The pale man grips the soldier's head, pulling it towards his chest, and you see blue spectral wisps float from the soldier in waves drifting towards the man's chest. Into the perils and dangers of war you walked alone, but now, forevermore, you'll walk with me in the shadows. He closes his eyes and inhales deeply as he does his cloak falls open and you see hanging from a chain around his neck in a silver encased glass tube a black shimmery flower with blue veins pulsing as the blue wisps float into the flower wrapping around it like a web the wisps stop as the soldier's eyes close his mouth falls open and he falls limply to the floor the pale man opens his eyes setting the soldier's head back gingerly on the stone floor before moving on to the next soldier. 
Your vision begins to warble and fade at the edges, and you are once more blinded by sunlight and bathed in warm, radiant energy. You hear the voice of the pale man ring out once more as the sound of sputtering, coughing blood fills your ears. And you hear the bell ring once more, and you awaken in your room. Um, I don't even know what to say to that. Uh, I mean, I'm going to be very shaken. Mm-hmm. Not really, no. But I'm just going to stay in my room. Okay. And try to go back to sleep? Probably not. Probably just going to lay there. Just lay there and kind of stare out at the room and watch the door? Yeah. Okay. Very, very cautious, but yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go get anyone or anything. Cool. Yeah, I will say that this, you've slept long enough for it to not interrupt your long rest. Okay. Um, but for the remainder of the evening, you will be on guard, kind of watching out, mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that nobody comes into your room. Here's like this. <laughs> very good. All right. All right. Uh, can you send in Paul, please? Cause it's you and me. <laughs> oh man, I feel like it's been forever. I know. That was a hell of a recap, Don. I know. I listened to none of it. <laughs> Good. Good. All right. Stretch it out. All right. All right. As you lay here, resting, you feel yourself stir slightly awake. In the darkness of your room, the light having faded from the streets of Southport at this now very late hour, the city finally going to sleep. In the empty silence of the night, you become faintly aware of the sound of your own heartbeat. Thump, thump. Thump, thump. Thump, thump. You feel calm. Still, you feel that weighted blanket on your chest dragging you down, down into the deep, relaxing sleep, your heartbeat seeming to stretch and pull as you fall into this slumber. Thump, thump. Thump, thump. Thump, thump. You feel a slight breeze brushed across you, sending a slight chill down your back, but you know you'd closed the window before you went to bed. If you'll give me a moment... Breeze. Oh, that's creepy. It's also calming.
You hear the breeze blow through the curtains, whistling slightly as it makes its way into the room. You feel every breath as you, you take as you lay here, your lungs filling with warm, humid air. It feels normal to you, like the air from the Valinar Kingdom, thick, interweaving trees that lock the rainwater and moisture inside, slow to evaporate from the almost perpetual twilight that the kingdom sits in. This air feels like home to you. You hear a slight tapping sound, a pitter-pattering of rain. You aren't sure what it is, but the more you sit and listen, you realize it is rain tapping slightly on the ceiling above you. It's a comforting sound and one you're all too familiar with. Rain would drip from the high treetops above the terrace home, falling through the thick orange leaves, nature's song lulling you to sleep night after night, where it always rained just a little bit. You breathe deeply, and you feel comforted. You feel relaxed, that weighted blanket feeling holding you down as you feel yourself rock back and forth ever so slowly, like you'd imagine a ship would feel floating through the waves. Suddenly, the sound of distant thunder. echoes out and you throw open your eyes but you see nothing the darkness in front of you is the only thing in front of your eyes but there is something there there's a fabric wrapped around you like a knit web that you can just barely see through you see a shadow in front of you at the foot of your bed and a flickering light like a flame behind them you reach forward instinctively to try to brush off this blanket from your face. And as you push it out of your eyes, you see the hand of a small child no more than six months old. In front of you, you see an open window, the moonlight drifting lazily through it as if it had nothing better to do but illuminate the evening sky for you. You see the figure of a woman, about 30, with fair, pale skin, Long brown hair that seemed to sway in the slight breeze coming through the open window. Through the window you see water dripping slightly from the rooftop that extended just past it. The night sky glistening with rain. You open your mouth to speak. But all that comes out is a quiet gurgling sound, the sound of a baby boy. The woman hears this and turns towards you, her hair moving slightly, revealing her human ears and kind brown eyes. Oh, baby, I'm sorry. Did I wake you? I was watching the rain. It's so beautiful tonight. She reaches down and lifts you from your bed, holding you in her arms. She holds you up, bouncing you slightly on her waist, showing you the world outside. Through this open window, you see a small village, sitting in a clearing surrounded by tall, thick trees, the vines on them winding through the branches. It's nighttime, and you see hanging lanterns lining the streets in the distance, the banners hanging from the posts, waving in the breeze of this cool spring storm. 
You recognize the symbol in these banners and herald flags, a symbol that Arthur had drawn for you. Three half lightning bolts, one green, one blue, one purple, each descending down into the unmistakable silver color of an iron blade. It's wonderful, isn't it? I know you love the rain just like your father. She taps you on the forehead and you let out a very soft giggle. There's that smile. She smiles back at you, her figure almost glowing in the moonlight. Time to sleep, baby. I love you so much. She places you back down into your bed and begins to rock you back and forth slowly, the rain still pitter-pattering on the roof above, the distant thunder echoing out a bit. As light flashes in the distance from lightning. You feel your breath begin to slow. Your eyes grow heavy once more. You feel your heartbeat as the storm slowly drifts you off to sleep. Thump, thump. Thump, thump. Thump, thump. The door of your room slams open, and your eyes dart to it, the woman turning to look as well, the rocking of your bed stopping suddenly. In the shadow of this dark room, the moonlight streaming through the door, you see a man, a spitting image of yourself, not much older than you are now, a long brown ponytail pulled back, brown beard, the only difference being his bright blue eyes, his face half illuminated by the moonlight, half cast in shadow from the room. His voice rings out, Christina. Thunder strikes loudly, closer this time and everything in front of you fades to black. Thump, thump. Thump, thump. Thump, thump. You awaken in your room drenched in sweat. Or is it rain? You awaken, you open your eyes, and you are in your bed in the tavern. Oh, jeez. Am I sweating? Yeah, you can feel there. there's, like, you know, you feel sweaty like you would if you'd had, like, a dream or a nightmare. Like Just the, that. the cold sweats, or? Yeah, kind of a little bit. It's like that, like... The, like, summer heat sweats where, like, okay. it's not uncomfortable. It's just, like, ugh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, shit. I'll sit up in my bed. Mm-hmm. And, um, I guess I'll lean over toward toward the, um, the nightstand and mm-hmm. reach for just a piece of paper. Sure. Just kind of, like, jot down what, what you saw. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was, it, I'm assuming it felt kind of like very familiar and surreal. Yeah, it it felt like deja vu, though you don't yourself consciously remember that. But you feel as if that wasn't just a dream. You felt okay. as though you have been there before. But you can't pinpoint. And all of the information 
seems to lead that that would be Kenmare. Mm-hmm. But you can't yourself picture that aside from what you just saw and the pieces of information that Arthur gave you. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to kind of like jot, uh, kind of like scribble down like what I saw of the flag mm-hmm. and the name Christina. Just kind of sit there for a minute. And then I'll I'll start to get dressed mm-hmm. on my shitty tattered clothes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'll just just kind of get my things together for the day. And I'll uh, make sure that I have everything together. Put the coin in my bag of holding. Mm-hmm. I'll keep all three of the pendants on. Mm-hmm. And I'll put on my tattered shirt and walk out the door and go downstairs breakfast yeah quick right. breakfast okay wait everyone else is coming for breakfast oh boy I wanted to play around with the sounds yeah no that was great it's the hit rapper the baby <laughs> Or excuse me, the young master. <laughs> As there was a ba- an attempted break in. Oh no! Of course, yeah. very good. Naturally. Eat my fofo, dude. Well, what? <laughs> I smell the blood of an Englishman. <laughs> Are you good? <laughs> I, was gonna, I was gonna say, aren't you? Uh... I am English. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Is it easier to smell the blood? Right. Where are we? <laughs> so you've all slept successfully through the evening and have finished your long rest and leveled up to level four. Uh, take the long rest. Big fan. And you are awakened by the scent of breakfast from a floor below you. You're all in your rooms. I don't know if there's anything you would like to do before you head downstairs for breakfast. I'd like to kick everyone out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <sighs> Anybody, anything? Or are you just gathering your things for the day and heading downstairs? No, I just gather my stuff. Mm-hmm. Just get my shit together. Mm-hmm. Right. Find my uh, various accumulated NPC brigade. <laughs> <laughs> Those that would be available to me and not being held currently by Sheila. So realistically, maybe Murdoch? Mm-hmm. Murdoch would be. And Colbane would be as well. Sure. All right. Yeah. I feel like everyone else is currently in prison, so I'll mm-hmm. get to them later. Got to find the dog. True. Then. My dog. Yeah. My dog's at the law keeper's office, keeping the law. Guarding, dog, guarding dog law. In holding. Dog law. <laughs> you law dog. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you should law dog it. <laughs> oh no. My, my McGruff joke was a lot more. I shimmy my way on downstairs for some mm-hmm. delicious breakfast. Yeah, you all convene on the first floor of the tavern. Mm-hmm. See Ren sitting at a long table. Just kind of pondering. Pondering? Just looking pensive, yeah? Yeah. Like, 
at us as we approach the table or like into the distance pondering? No, into the distance. Okay. Some serious pondering, dude. Yeah. I guess I'll pull a chair across. Oh, is it one of the half? It's the, yeah, half bench, half chairs. Uh, same table you sat at last night. Okay. Oh, just gesture to the table, the dandelion. Booth side or chair side? The booth side. Very good. Yeah. I will pull a chair across from wherever you sit into the booth. What side do you want? The booth, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. Is there another option when there's an option? Well, no. the other option would be that he brought his throne downstairs. And <laughs> sitting mm. Are you sure that. you're not on the way in from? <laughs> oh, that stays in the room. <laughs> That's where the real pondering happens. <laughs> my pondering chair. Ooh. Thinking chair. Mm. <laughs> he's got to solve these clues, Tom. <laughs> There's a pose in everything. <laughs> yeah, you all take your seats for breakfast. You see a uh, human man behind the bar. Definitely a human man. Did you say see human man or see, see a human see man? A human you man. see <laughs> human man. <laughs> I didn't hear the A. You see a lot of human man. Morning. My name's human. <laughs> oh please. Yes. That makes sense. Yes. What can I get you all for breakfast? Are you <laughs> new here? I'm a morning person. You are a morning. The usual, please. Sure. Thank you. Mm. You're a morning person, not a morning person? No, I'm a, a morning person. Person? Person? <laughs> <laughs> God. Take him away. All right, arrest this man. I think, I think what he said He's was, a porpoise. <laughs> I'm morning person. <laughs> I'm, I'm a morning person. I work the day shift here. That's very nice. Uh, Dandelion, what would you like for breakfast? Do you have small eggs? We've got small eggs in the sense that eggs are small, yes. How do you want them cooked? Are you talking like bird eggs? Like smaller than chicken eggs? Implying that chickens aren't birds. I thought chickens were birds. They are. They're they definitely are. birds. Other types of birds. I'm scared for our lives. Is this what all D- humans are like? D- different bird eggs? I'm, I'm a human! <laughs> no! <laughs> Good lord. I thought your name was Marcus. Yes. Marcus Human Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just don't Two really... Names. I don't really give people my middle name. No, uh... <laughs> Man is my confirmation name. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been confirmed. <laughs> I suppose you are a palatier. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that checks out. <laughs> I take the name Man. <laughs> the good old Saint Man. Saint Manos. Oh. How do you want the eggs cooked, though, Dandelion? Mostly. <laughs> Mostly cooked eggs, please, for dandelion. You got it. On a plate. Sure. The regular, mostly cooked eggs. No, no, the usual. The usual, mostly cooked eggs. Uh, 
going to be. You look like a meat man. I'm sorry. Could you please elaborate? I think he's a human. Look like a man that likes. meat for breakfast, am I right? I mean, I'm a purveyor of many meats. Sure. What meats do you have? Pork, beef, lamb. Just three? <laughs> yes. It's quite a lot. But there are many other meats. There's not even any birds on that list. Exactly. Well, I don't consider those meat that's foul. <laughs> no, 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 it's delicious. <laughs> sure I'll have uh, sausage and eggs please friend you got it for you I already ordered right <laughs> I don't know who you are does he, does he look like he's had some of the green <laughs> he just Shop, but they're like moist where he's trying to like splash water. So, in his yes, eyes. yeah, <laughs> for the two of you. Uh, I'll have a fish. That's All it. right, you'll have what I'm having, please. Sure, sausage and eggs, yes, uh, and some coffee. Sure, coffee's all around. Tea, please. Tea, What's oh, thanks. No. Uh, you'll you'll prefer tea. Tea. Coffee is definitely a little bit more bitter than what I think you would like. You got it. Uh, that'll be out in some amount of time. Are you making it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it stumbles off into the kitchen. That's it. He's just kind of like. He's oh dear. Would you say he saunters? <laughs> he, saunters. <laughs> he saunters into Thank the you. kitchen. That's a good word. Uh, yes, you were all alone waiting for your breakfast. That was. Much more uncomfortable than I remember this being before. Yeah, I don't think I've ever felt so seen in an uncomfortable way in my life. <laughs> he called me a meat man. He's technically not wrong. Well, technically, no. I'm a farmer. A man of meat. Yes, we definitely have many, uh, many animals on farms. But at least we'll have a meal in... Be able to get about our day. Lots of things to do. And then I will be off for Lake Mount. The hearing is this morning? Yes, it seems so. Hopefully, but... How does a hearing go? Well, you listen very intently. That makes sense. And then people say things, and you listen to those things. Kind of like a conversation. Is it like a hand? Well, it would be if two hands were meeting, almost like a handshake. <laughs> you know those. One hand says a thing, and the other hand violently shakes against it. <laughs> it's kind of what a hearing is. Like it, like somebody's saying, handshaking with your ears? Exactly. 
Isn't fingers just... intertwine like beautiful, eloquent arguments. That's what I call my fingers. <laughs> Is that just talking? Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's just talking about what happened and seeing whether or not these people need to be brought to justice or serve some other sentence. Oh. Kind of like what Murdoch had when I said, please don't kill Murdoch. And Sheila went, all right. That was kind of like a hearing, just a very small one. It went really smoothly, so I can only hope that this one goes as such. Please don't kill me. In fact, I can see no way in which it would go any other direction. That's the only hearing I've seen, so... It's very optimistic. Yes. If not... Oh, boy. It's going to be a very different kind of day. I'll be very sad. Bad, bad news to deliver then. Yes, incredibly sad news to deliver to poor old wealthy Gwendolyn. He's going to have to go back to Oh, the no, Alistair died on the road. <laughs> Gwendolyn. I've saved the let me Let me help you mourn. It'll be fine. Hopefully they don't beat up Elias. He seems kind of like a wimp. He just stood there. But he seems like a a good, very just confused kid. I thought he seemed nice. Despite being several years my elder. <laughs> True. It's Is he older than you? Several years. <laughs> I don't think so. Ten years, approximately. I think that's wrong. We'll ask him when we go to the <laughs> court how old he is exactly. I'm assuming Elias looks like a punk. I mean, not really. That's just like a punk. See a punk? Look like a punk to you. <laughs> I pictured him as a dude in like his mid to late 20s who's just lost his way. He's like 25. Man. Yeah. Really what do you huge. call a dude in his mid 20s that's lost his way but a punk? Dude, there's a punk. I guess he's a regular dude. I guess he's a medieval punk, I guess. The old punk. The old punk. Yeah, I mean, we can you know whip him into shape or something of the sort. I'm sure we can buy whips. <laughs> Got him. Add that to the list. Marcus whips other men. Marcus did have chains, Marcus right? Did you ask for that? Wasn't that one of the things I purchased chains yeah, from Gwendolyn. Yeah, I say, yeah. All right. You've got one of the two. Mm -hmm. Ooh, do I have any chains left? Yeah, you should add some soap to those whips. <laughs> Oh, I've dropped it, Elias. <laughs> oh, shucks. Oh, no, I used all my chain. Looks like I gotta go back to Gwendolyn's. <laughs> few minutes goes by and Hugh Man walks out with your food and sets it in front of you. I hope you enjoy. Are you leaving? Did you need something else? You looked like you were leaving the tavern. <laughs> no, leaving is in... Going over there. <laughs> Back to your station. Yeah. 
Does Thank this guy you. look like a punk? <laughs> not really. He just kind of very aloof. Mm-hmm. Your food is not remotely in the correct spot. That's it's I wouldn't know that. Sure, <laughs> you wouldn't. Uh, so what do I have? You have the fish. <laughs> Does anybody uh, else have the fish? No. What do they have? <laughs> sausage and eggs, sausage as, and eggs. As I pass this. Most not cooked eggs. Yeah, so Twig uh, has no two pork steaks and a pile of eggs and potatoes. Thank you. What did he have? <laughs> <laughs> Doing switcheroo. Uh, so, Rin had a, uh, a, a, like, sautéed vegetable, like, pile is mm. the best way I can describe it as. Like how when you when you have, like, Asian food and they put it in a bowl and flip it upside down, it's kind of like that. Sure. Uh, with some eggs and, uh, like, griddled smashed potatoes. Yeah, definitely not mine. There you go. <laughs> it's not you. Thank you very much, Octane. No, it's what about we sausage and you. eggs? What do they have? <laughs> What does yeah. she have? <laughs> Where are we? Hold on, what does she have? <laughs> she has a plate of sausages and eggs. <laughs> what does he have? Also a plate of sausages and eggs. Also a plate of sausage and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. What did he have? <laughs> he had a... Just a glass of milk. Uh, on, on a plate? plate? <laughs> on a plate uh, with sausage and eggs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the food you ordered is all there in the wrong order. I also got sausage. You did now. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't order sausage. What I ordered order? a mostly cooked she egg. She just wanted mostly cooked eggs. That's right. So there, there. So you had a glass of milk and a and two mostly cooked eggs. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Slide that in there. Yeah. That's what it's like. Parboiled eggs. Uh, no, they're like uh, like over easy. Oh, very yeah. good. Did you need anything else? Put the tea and the coffee in the wrong spot, too? Yeah, absolutely. You just stand here and not apologize while I shelf all that food? Go fuck this guy. Didn't like what you <laughs> Did I give you the wrong things? I apologize. Are you sure you're working? It's very early. You said you're a morning person. <laughs> oh, yes. As in, I work the morning shift. I hate the morning. Much more of a night man myself. <laughs> <laughs> a man of the night. <laughs> what time do you get done? What's Can your name? <laughs> Early enough. I didn't catch your name. Uh, it's Hugh. Hugh. Hugh, yes. Hugh, man. Yes. You don't have to put out the red light. <laughs> I get done early enough. Like the afternoon? <laughs> Well, early enough for the for the evening festivities. I've seen your battle scars. I know what you do. <laughs> what? Wait a second. What kind of battle scars do you think you see on me, friend? Does this man look familiar? Are you wearing a shirt? I'm not uh, wearing a shirt. <laughs> make, make a history check. Okay. Did we beat up this man? In the pillow fight? <laughs> he, he was in the bleachers, maybe. Ten. Uh, you definitely did not beat him up. His face looks vaguely familiar. Perhaps from the crowd. I'm just gonna extend my hand out and create an illusory trinket of a pillow. <laughs> that. You don't partake? Sometimes. Will you be entering in the next tournament? Probably not. I'm kind of tired. 
The perfect reason to enter into a pillow fight. It's been a long day. Just started. It's like 8 a.m. Yes. I have to pick up my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for my pillow. That's good. I forgot about my pillow. Oh, yeah, my dog bed. You want me to get it for you? Please. Thank you. You can go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he stumbles off. Very good. Yeah, I'm going to eat some breakfast. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Oh. It's good. Very good. good. It does taste good. Very good. Uh, despite being in completely the wrong order, uh, but it is good. Yeah, it's, once it's corrected. A, yeah, it's a filling breakfast mm-hmm. that you all enjoy. Oh. Uh, while I am gone in Lake Mount, you all will have several days here in Southport. I hope you all have things that you have in mind for occupying your time. I have to find the pillow. You do have to find the pillow. Mm-hmm. That should hopefully not take like the four days that I will be gone. It might. Dear God. <clears throat> All right. Well, if I come back after four days and you have a pillow, I'll know that you succeeded. That is my goal. Pillow. Pillow goal. Have anything in mind for Southport? A couple of errands I need to take care of, yes. Very good. Young master? Hmm? Errands? Sure. Southport? Uh-huh. Very good. Looking a little spry. (laughs) Thank you. Feeling extra mastery today, are you? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I am. Something new here in Southport for you? No. Something from your homeland, then? No. Interesting. How's that breakfast treating you? It's great. Sure it is. <laughs> what? All right. Are you okay? I'm great. Are you sure? Absolutely. I think Marcus is stressed about the hearing. Yeah, stressed. Just, just a little. Well, things will be fine. I'm just going to kind of like make a phase look. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Wince a little bit. Yeah, you never know with these people. Mr. Pigeon? (laughs) (laughs) Still Mr. Pigeon. Alright, everything checks out. (laughs) Fairgrounds, right? Yeah? Do you have any shows that you might do with uh, Madame Macabre? (laughs) Give a shrug. Maybe you could look into that. (laughs) Got four days. That would be nice. Yep, she's just not wrong. <laughs> Twig? Be around. That's good. Every, everyone seems great this morning. All right. <laughs> I eat my breakfast and just ponder. Anything else I can uh, get for all of you? Are you back? No, I'm back. <laughs> wow, you actually snuck up on all of us. <laughs> Please, not <Nat> twenty. <laughs> no. <laughs> he Six. stumbled up on all of us. <laughs> uh, anyone else need anything? Do you have any cheese? Yes. 
cheese. All right. Would you like cheese? Yeah. You understood that, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when she said cheese the second time, I got it. The first time, no. Yes, the second time was more a command. The yes. second time was the answer to the question. The first one was the question. Tell these the second time you said cheese, he said yes. Before. The first question. The first question. When you asked if anybody needed anything else. Very good. And then she questioned if cheese was present before saying that she needed cheese. Very good. In response yes. to the first question. Thank God. Cheese. You got it. Thank you. Runs back and runs out. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. What kind of cheese is it? What kind do you want it to be? That's not... The, that's not... It's uh, brie. How much? It's like a little, little circle guy. A little wheel. Yep. It's not shimmering or made of... Uh, human leather. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have the... the... Yeah, it's got a human leather wrapping. Oh, Is it no. sweaty? That wasn't, that wasn't my question. No, it, uh, it, yeah, oh. it's wrapped in like a uh, like a red silk. Silk? Also red cloth. It's too late. It's very fancy. Red silk. Say <laughs> <laughs> your dish. Well, I got rid of the dress, so what was I to do with it? Oh, God. <laughs> All right. He walks away again. I right, can't cheese. wear that dress tonight. He's <laughs> Cut it down a little bit. <laughs> Human. <laughs> All right. So. so you guys... eat this breakfast and then do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing else to do with this table. I'm eating this breakfast. Yeah, you guys finish your breakfast. Uh, and the five of you are heading to the hearing. And when you're going to do your errands. Yep. Very good. Before we leave, I'm going to check the table for secret compartments. Very good. Uh, you can make a investigation check. It's a two. <laughs> nice. Plus two, so four. Uh, no, you you find like what you think might be one, but then it just appears to be like a notch in the table from like a knife or something. But there's there's nothing. There's nothing here. It's always good to look though. Very confident that there is nothing here. Good. Well, well I'm gonna go see if people get executed. <laughs> Not twenty on my deception check. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I will do the investigation, and then I will do shopping, and then we'll rotate around again. Invest. Cool. Hearing. The hearing. Not the investigation. That's not a thing. They're investigating so whether or not he deserves to be punished. Yes, of course. So did I, did I black out and miss... We're playing Gong and Rapa. Oh, no. <laughs> I did. So, you guys make your way over to the lawkeeper's office, mm -hmm. uh, where you find Sheila waiting for you. Mm -hmm. Good morning, all. Oh, yes. Good morning, Sheila. Hope you all had a restful sleep. As best as we could. Good. Uh, well, let's get this over with, shall we? Uh, we've yeah. rounded up a few other folks that you requested, uh, processed them accordingly, and we've pulled aside uh, Alistair and Gavin for questioning, as per your request. Thank you. Of course. Right this way. She 
turns and leads you through the set of double doors again. Mm-hmm. Uh, through the back and leads you to a small room. She unlocks with a key and opens it and points you inside. And you can see that uh, mm-hmm. Gavin is sitting inside behind a, uh, like at a table um, with mm-hmm. a chair on one side. And you can see that there are several chairs in the room. Uh, Sheila walks in and takes a seat at one, pulls the door closed after you all walk in. What does Gavin look like? Uh, let me pull it up. Because did not meet previously. Um, yeah, so he has, um, he looks to be in his like late 40s. Uh, he is bald, has no hair, looks completely shaved. Um, his eyebrows kind of look a little fucked up, like singed from flames of, of probably yeah, from all of his work. Uh, he has uh, like deep blue eyes. Um, and he has a goatee. Color is the goatee. Uh, brown. Like a very dark, dark brown. Cool. Yeah. Uh, how's he dressed? Uh, he's dressed in like workers' clothing. Um, he doesn't have too much fancy on. You can see it looks like they grabbed him in the midst of work. Work. Yeah. Sure. Uh. Tattoos, markings, anything like that? Jewelry? Mm-hmm. No, piercings. nothing on him. Okay. No piercings, no jewelry, no markings. Okay. Cool. He uh, said he's human, right? Yes, he is. So he's sitting at one table. Is Alistair at another table? or uh, Alistair's Alistair in another again? room. Okay, yeah. sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, if there are uh, adequate chairs or space mm-hmm. for everybody to be able to sit down across from him at the table, I would pull yep. up a chair for Dandelion. Uh, and then Sheila is remaining present in the room. Yes. I would just look at her and just, uh, have you asked him anything so far? We've not spoken with him yet. We pulled him out of his cell just before I fetched you. Thank you. Uh, well... I think it is best if we simply get to the point, Gavin? Yeah. Are you a willing accomplice in all of this as an endeavor, or were you as well blackmailed or coerced into this act? I mean, I could say no, but it doesn't much matter. I'm already arrested. Yeah. No, I willingly participated. For how long? A uh, fair bit of time. I've lost track, to be honest bunch of years in what capacity Uh, forging weaponry that they sold using the stolen ores or whatever all right have you only ever worked here in southport or have you worked anywhere else i worked in green ridge as a miner when i was younger you eventually made your way from green ridge here yeah i didn't feel like mining anymore wanted to make something with my hands you know how old were you when you left Green Ridge? Uh, 25. Familiar at all with the Bennett family? Well, other than Will, no. Didn't know his sister? No. Did you know Will's partner? Nah, just, uh, you know, heat point. I made the things take pride in my work i made good stuff but these damn dwarves in this city outnumber me five to one can't compete 
in terms of the quality of their craft or the work that they're able to output in quantity? Well, I mean, just think about it. If you're going to look for a, for a weapon or to have something repaired, are you going to go to the human or are you going to go to the dwarf? Fair. You're going to go to the dwarf. Hmm. Which is biased against me. I needed money. How is it then you came to be on the council for the city? Uh, chosen, I, chosen for it? Well, uh, bribery. Sure. It was one of the stipulations of... Was that a thing that you requested, or is that something that they wanted you to do? No, I requested it. I just, I wanted to, uh... The prestige? Yeah. Notoriety. Yeah. I wanted people to know fucking Gavin Wills is. And who is Gavin Wills? Makes a damn good weapon. Yes. You supplied the weapons for the men that we fought? Yes, you did. Yeah, I don't know where they went. I just made them. They loaded them onto the ships, and that was that. I know they sent some to Greymore for some war or something, and some went out on the boats. When you were making weapons, did you only ever make ones with iron or steel, or did you use other materials? I used silver sometimes, depending on what they needed them for, but mostly iron and steel. Put some fancy handles and stuff on them with, you know, different types of metals, whatever I got in, but not making a blade out of gold, you know, nothing that ridiculous. Certainly. It'd break. When you would make handles or cross guards, would you use any kind of insignia? As a master smith, would you have a signature of sorts? Not in particular. Uh, I like my work to speak for itself, you know. All right. I don't want the signature to be the recognition. I want people to see my blade and know that it's mine. They're looking for a marking. There. So you came to Southport. And you worked here for some time before you were approached by the Gilded Mask? Yeah, about five years. Who approached you? Uh, Will did. About to lose my damn shop before he showed up, to be honest. Very good. Consistently under the thumb of the Gilded Mask? Yeah, I mean, I made what they asked me. But you only ever forged? Yeah. I mean, I admit what I did. It was not saying it was... For great people or anything, but if somebody was going to do it, I figured it might as well be me. They get a good product out of it. You know, they could talk to some scumbag off the street. And... Certainly, but it feels to me as though the only crime you are guilty of is being bribed. It's a, it's an apt statement, I guess, yeah. Do you think that you've committed any other crime? Uh... Said you only forged? Yeah, just forged, just made stuff. You said you only made sure that things were shipped to the locations that they needed to go to? Well, I just gave the stuff to Will. He had that forge built for me by the docks, so I didn't have to go very far. Went there, went home mostly, other than, you know, tavern to drink. Certainly. (laughs) 
Do you have an assistant in your forge? I got a couple of men that I help with me, but I, I just mostly move stuff around. I do all the all the crafting of the weapons myself. I just kind of melt the metals, you know. When you would silver a blade, were the silvered ones typically sent anywhere? Specific? Consistently? Or was it also sporadic? Uh, out of character, remind me what you're, where you're trying to pinpoint, because I'm sure it is, but I just can't. I'm trying to discern, because silver was pulled previously and brought here. If silver is being sent into a singular location, it would give me the opportunity to infer that the silver needs to be used for some war in a location. Got it. So far, the only areas that I know that they are sending weapons, because they received the ores from Otiog. Yep. They were here in Southport, they were being sent to Greymoor, and then namelessly on boats. Got it. Boats would feel like a pretty wide lead and not something that I would be able to necessarily infer anything with directly. Sure. All we know for boats would be Cantor. Yeah. And the Kingdom of Traldor, but that's still sure. pertinent. Sure. And, uh, yeah, the Silver Blades went to Traldor mostly. We sent a couple to Greymore just so they had them, but. Not really most, needed here? No, mostly over there. All right. And you do not know where on Trotto they would go. You simply gave them to Will. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, they went over to that kingdom for some war over there. He talked about it and really pick up a whole bunch. Some Somebody was kidnapped or something. With the gilded mask on. Would you still make a quality product? I mean, yeah, make great weapons. That's, uh, you know, as long as the ore is all right. Uh, I can, you know, even if it's inferior, I can still make something out of it. You just gotta, you know, finesse the the metals out of it. But, uh, yeah, I can make a great weapon, of course. Compared to the dwarves that you talk about here in this city, do you believe that you truly are the highest quality? I mean, I think so, but I feel like any craftsman worth his salt's gonna say that. Uh, that's, you know, for you to judge, but... My work speaks for itself. Uh, they use different techniques that, you know, I obviously can't with the, the ice. Uh, but that's their heritage. This is mine. Certainly. If I were to make a recommendation to Sheila here, in exchange for a reduced sentence for the crimes you've committed, would you be willing to work for Sheila, specifically, in the production and maintenance of armors and weapons for the Southport Garden Watch? Yeah, of course. Uh, anything I can do to keep making weapons, that's... Uh, A contract of sorts. Yeah, it sounds great to me. It's... Uh, I don't... Is there, like, where's the catch? I don't see a, a downside here. Well... I believe that the crimes that you have committed, well, something that contributed towards the heinous actions here in this city and its surrounding reaches. While you are complicit, I don't find you culpable, but this is not my city and not my judgment to make. However, I believe that 
a good smith is something that is valuable to, well, a lawkeeper and any military-minded man. I'd be like a lawsmith. Kind of. And I would ask only that you remember the name Marcus Shaw. Yeah, I, uh, you have like a quill? No. All right, I'll you just... You will remember the name Marcus Shaw. Uh, I'll just, uh, keep there it up there. Maybe a day I call upon you. Okay. And I would ask you to remember the man that I am. Yeah, I appreciate, you know, you negotiating this. Yes. Thank you for telling me what you know. Are you welcome? I do not know if any of you have any questions for this man. Yeah, let me just look at Sheila. You're fine, take it down, dude. <laughs> yeah, I would just look at Sheila mm -hmm. and I would say, obviously the terms of his surrender and the contract that you would invoke on him for his work directly for the city for you. I leave obviously entirely up to you, and you are under no obligation to follow the recommendation that I do have. Mm, I think that would be uh, a fair recommendation. Uh, always in need of good quality weaponry, and though the Gilded Mask may be mostly gone, I imagine there will be some cleaning up that needs to be done in the city, and uh, we'll need things and ways to protect ourselves, especially uh, from things unknown. Absolutely. She's kind of shoots a glance over at Shay. Hmm. Yeah. I would stand and walk over to her, and as I do, I would go to shake her hand. Yeah, she reaches out and firmly grabs your hand and shakes Thank it. Thank you. As I shake her hand, I would pull her towards me and whisper into her ear to try to have the dude obviously not yeah. here. Uh, there's also the possibility that somebody does contact him to still have him procure or manufacture weapons. If that occurs, please let me know. Right. Uh, to Alistair then, please? Of course, yes. Uh, she leads you all out. Doop. Down the hall, into the next room. Just let me write this down. Mm -hmm. Spooky lady. Yeah. She's cute. You feel better now that you're in the room with everybody? She was screaming. Really? Yeah. You know, I heard her really violently against the door. Too. That was insane. Okay. Well, the other cats got attention when they were sitting out there, not she me. Didn't, she didn't ask for it. She demanded it. She <laughs> when she destroyed the door. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, you guys walk out down the hallway and into a similar but mirrored room mm -hmm. uh, where you see Alistair sitting, just hands crossed, mm -hmm. uh, just kind of looking down at the table in mm -hmm. front of him, uh, unshackled. Mm -hmm. Um... You guys walk in and take your seats across from him again. Mm. Good morning, Alistair. Uh, good morning, all. Hope you're all uh, okay after last night's events? Uh, for the most part. Sadly, uh, situations such as these are very complicated and uh, different opinions can cause different wounds in the heart, you know? I understand that. But hopefully things that can be mended with time. I certainly hope so. Yes. Uh, I will again, as I did with Gavin, try to be brief and to the point. First, I would like to thank you for your assistance with Alice and keeping her safe over the last few years since she has been kidnapped. I, I 
wouldn't let them kill her. Uh, Did they think that it was your daughter? Yes, uh, initially. All right. Um, they look similar. Yes. She was found in the, uh, it was a fairgrounds, it seemed. Yes, uh, quite a time since I've seen it, but... Yes, I imagine so. Uh, it seems that your daughter and Alice were playing in the surrounding area, and they mistook Alice for Charlotte. They did like to do that. We told them to stay away from there, what with the bog waters and thick roots. It's uh, treacherous if you don't know where you're going. Yes. Also the mm. dancing plants. Yes, the very unfriendly dancing plants. Mm. The, the what? There are twig monsters inside of the bog. We defeated many of them. They weren't there when I left. Yes, uh, sadly many things have happened in the time since you've disappeared. Until you were found. Uh, Alright. Was it Will who coerced you back? Uh, well, not Will initially. Um, when I came here, I did speak with Will, but uh, his men he sent uh, to retrieve me, and they uh, threatened my family's life if I did not comply and come back and become the head of the Gilded Mask again. Alright. I apologize for needing to ask, but the name Fivril Blackflower, I need you to tell me what it means to you. I also need to know whether or not Gwendolyn's father inside of Greymoor is safe. Fivril Blackflower is one of the most dangerous men I've heard about, and I don't know if Gwendolyn's father is safe. I know that the corruption in Greymoor runs far deeper than might appear on the face. Alright. I overheard them talking about things. Such uh, as? Um, the Duke of Commerce, the one who set all of this up in Greymoor. Um, he's the one that supposedly started all this in motion with the docks um, awarding the contract to uh, to the company that works it now, uh, Fjordane's Finest. Uh, a, a man named uh, John Dar. Uh, he, um, they financed his election and from that point on he owned them and, well, uh, the name Fivril came up frequently in conversation. I don't know how far the roots of corruption have spread from Jondar, but being the Duke of Commerce, he has access to great many contracts across uh, Greymore, or across uh, Fjordane. So he was the one who started it? It seems that Jondar is the one who has established the contracts for Fjordane's finest here under the guise of the Gilded Mask. Jondar was supported and had his 
elevation inside of Greymore paid for by Fivra Blackflower? No, by um, Fjordane's Finest. By Fjordane's Finest. Yes, they wanted a contract for the docks, and in exchange for providing him money uh, to win the election, uh, he would provide it, and he did. Uh, but he has in some way swindled them, then. Yes. Uh, Understood. They were forced to do what they did, or they would lose all of the work they put in to building all of this. Because he could revoke the contract. Yes. At any time. They were... Understood. I I don't think they're... uh, The wisest of people? Not the wisest, but also not... uh, I wouldn't call them good people. Uh, Clearly, if they attempted to finance an election. uh, But the... uh, Thumb of Fivril Black Flower has squandered a great many people. Certainly. Who is he? I've never met him. I just know that he's dangerous. Um, the amount of people that he has threatened and has control over through blackmail or money or something else is far greater than any one person should have, even with good intentions. Have you ever met this man, John Dunn? No. Uh, I've only met the, his contact, uh, the Overseer. All right. Horace? Yes. He came occasionally to check on things and to speak with Will and other men, but... Um, no, I've never met him. I just know that he is a looming presence in that city. In and that city and its surroundings? Yes. His eye watches far. Yes. You know of only the Duke of Commerce that has been manipulated by Fivra Blackflower. I don't know the names of others, but I know that other positions have been manipulated. They haven't spoke of it for some time, but I know the roots run deeper than I'm sure I know about. Certainly. And they needed you here in Southport only because of your leadership? Yes, I started the Gilded Mask um Uh, I wanted to employ all of the local criminals in Greymore at the time um, when I started it uh, I claimed to speak to the god Mask so that they would listen to me a bit of a showman myself so they believed you? they did And instead of taking from the lowest on the totem pole, we stole from the wealthy, the undeserving, gave back to the community. I built taverns, I built buildings in the poorer areas of Greymoor. Did Gwendolyn know this when you married her? She did not. I never told her. 
Um, I did that until I met her when she was targeted by her family. Yes, uh, by spies from Arbor. They were trying to gain some sort of foothold in Fjordane. Uh, I killed them and saved her from being kidnapped. And that was that. I left that day. What god did he say? Mask. Mask? Yeah, like god it. of thieves. Mm-hmm. Yep. But when things split up after I left, they needed my leadership again to refocus the efforts of petty crooks. Because they would listen to me. Because they knew not my face, but my presence. sorry for what I've done, but I did it even the things in the beginning with good reason. I don't believe myself to be a bad man, and I never wanted harm to come to anybody that didn't deserve it, and even then, not harm. Maybe financial ruin, but never harm. How did you select your targets inside of Greymore? Fairly obvious. They were high-ranking, wealthy people that... How did you detect... How did you detect that they were corrupt? Not necessarily corrupt, just wealthy. You know, uh... People that owned several businesses and treated their workers horribly. Uh, Anyone that took advantage of somebody else for their own wealth. Certainly. Things I could see with my own eyes. Surface level corruption. Sure. They flaunted their wealth, so... Easy to see. And I grew up with the people they hurt... I knew that life. The Plimfares were poor then? Oh yes, we had nothing. My name has become what it is because of the Gilded Mask, but not this. Not this. 
this overseer? Yes. Did they stay inside of the gambling halls in the fortress with you? Sometimes, never more for, never more than a day at a time before they left. Assume they didn't want their presence to be detected within the city. Did you notice ever anything suspicious about the overseer? Anything mm. in their demeanor, their habits, their appearance? I suppose uh, everyone has their bad days, right? Anything that ever stuck out as though it changed? Well, sure. But who can, who among us can say that they're the same day after day? Certainly. But sure, a few. Mention it, yes, there were days where he was, uh, off. Irritable? Um, irritable and just different. Quiet? Uh, more quiet than normal, yes. What does he look like? Fairly tall, uh, not heavy set, but uh, kind of stocky, sort of muscular. Uh, dirty blonde hair that he has slicked back and tied. Um, green eyes. Fairly is. Not a chiseled face, just, you know. Rounded? Kind of rounded, yes. Uh, just a piercing gaze. Just intimidating and large. His name is Horace. Horace. Yes. H O R A C E. When they came to take your daughter a few years ago, why did they do it? You had been here for over a decade. Did they truly need to blackmail you further? Or did they intend to blackmail Gwendolyn's father? think they intended to blackmail Gwendolyn and her father in turn. As far as I know, she doesn't really speak to her father anymore. I suppose that's for the best. Safer that way, I guess. Did you know her father well? Uh, I assumed if you took her and ran away, probably not. Yeah, he wasn't the biggest fan of me. Certainly not. Understandable. I think we've met only a handful of times. And they did not go well. No, I imagine they wouldn't. Was her father the duke? He's a different duke. A different duke. Yeah. He's the high duke of Greymoor. Yep. Uh... Roland? 
He's Roland, lawkeeper back in Lake Mount Nolan. is Nolan. Yeah, I think it's Roland, right? Well, Roland R-W-I-G-H-T, right, the last name. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's spelled weird, though. It's R-O-W-Land. Rowland. Oh, Rowland. Yeah. It's sure. Roland, but it's weird. Mm -hmm. Okay. As long as you knew Gwendolyn well when you first met her, was her father the High Duke then, or did he hold a different position? Uh, no, he was the High Duke then. He's been the High Duke for quite some time. Yes. Easier to come to power when you have money. He was a popular man, all things considered, but sure. wealthy all the same. I don't think I ever asked Gwendolyn, is she an only child? She is, yes. That's why they targeted her in the city. Arbor did. Yes. Well, at least they wore, um... They had crests in their pockets of Arbor. I, I don't know for sure that they were from there. I just assumed I got rid of them. Uh, Humans? Yes. Did ever, before you returned to the Gilded Mask, did ever anyone inside of Lake Mount know who Gwendolyn was? Visitors, by chance. Not that I can think of. Uh, she left when she was younger, and we kept to ourselves until we started doing the fairs, but even then it was mostly people from town that participated. Uh, we felt safe there, far enough away from the bustle of the city on the edge of the kingdom. Why did you want to buy the forest? For the fairs? I just wanted to do something good uh, with the money I'd earned and... Gwendolyn seemed desperate to get out of the city? Yes. Fresh air? She liked the peace and quiet of Lake Mount. That's why we stayed there. She doesn't like the city anymore. Understandably so. Did she ever speak of any other times that her life might have been threatened inside of Greymoor? Not that I can think of. Strange. Did they say when this election for John Dar occurred? Twenty-five years ago. They spent five years building up their infrastructure. One word. Jandar. Yes, J-A-N-D-A-R. Yes. What were you saying? Uh, they spent five years setting up their infrastructure, building the docks, uh, after they were given the contracts. And then five years later, uh, that's when it happened. The contract here on the docks, 
Yes. The movement of ores and other materials. However, there is also the work of the Iron Crown in this location. A source of intrigue for the Guild of Mask at all? Just a job. Uh, How so? Searching the waters for things. The Guilted Mask paid the Iron Crown? No, the Iron Crown paid us to... Search. To search, yes. Strange that they would outsource. I'm not sure. Do you have a contact for the Iron Crown? Uh... No, they dealt with one of my men, I'm sorry. Hmm. Which man? Clifford? He ran the gambling hall? Yes. Clifford. Is that the desk man? We yes. didn't get the desk man's name, but... Yeah. That is good. He seemed very willing to cooperate. When it comes to judge you for your crimes, Alistair, obviously the decision is not mine. It rests with Sheila. The only thing that I would ask of you is... Should... Should mercy be granted to you, what would you do? If you were given freedom. Go home. I just want to be with my family again, that's all. Just want to live my life peacefully and die of old age. Boring life. A life that I wish I could have helped Will achieve as well. Friend Val is quite enjoying retirement. I think each of you should have had that opportunity in turn. I will say, though, that if you are given that... Should that be Sheila's decision, there is still the risk that the Gilded Mask or Fivoral Blackflower would come for you again. Will always be that risk, I'm sure. I would ask if that does happen, you do not let them take you or your child or your wife. I would sooner die than see them take me or my loved ones. And I would also need for you to swear that if they ever did attempt to contact you that you would report that immediately to Nolan inside of Lakeland. Of course. Nolan was a good man. Yes, he is a good man. Yes, of course. Uh, Absolutely, I would, and will, should I be allowed to go.
Is Sheila in the room? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go over to her. Okay. And whisper something. Sure. Sorry. Two of you have any questions? I guess Mr. Pridgen doesn't really mm -hmm. say much, so. You can still have questions. Mm -hmm. He's pretty good at getting his point across. Mr. Pidgeon in a courtroom drama. Would <laughs> 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 I would love to see a courtroom drama where, right. like, one All of silent. The, well, just. Like one of the lawyers is a clown, but mm. nobody acknowledges it. Mm. I'm a big fan. <sighs> I do not know if you would know this name, but it is something that we have been investigating of our own because of connections. Of the name Eladrel Elior. No, I'm sorry, I've never heard it. decision is made for you when I deliver Alice back if you are permitted to accompany me I would happily return you to your family if not I would ask Sheila to at least permit you a chance to write a letter to your loved ones and I would deliver that to them for you thank you you're welcome and I believe that, well, you did commit many crimes, Alistair. I respect whatever decision is made on yes. my behalf. Well, payment comes in many forms. Yes, it does. Yeah, I would stand and mm -hmm. reach across the table to shake his hand. Yeah, he reaches and shakes your hand as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you for keeping Alice safe. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would walk over to Sheila and... I... Thank you for permitting me to ask them questions. Of course, you've done a great service to my city, and I... Cannot possibly repay you. It's the least I could do. Thank you. I do not know if you've made a determination for the young man, Elias. He did not seem uh, willingly involved or in nearly as deep as these other men. No. Uh, I release him and Alistair into your care. Are you certain about Alistair? I am. Like you said, 
payment comes in many forms. This man has paid a lifetime of pain. And I do not think he deserves any more. Thank you. As for Gavin, I will set up a contract with him, and he will be watched for a time, of course. Yes. But I do need good weapons and armor, and if he can make it, then that's good enough for me. Yes, I also would recommend that after some time, I suppose an emissary would be best to send south to Otiog to attempt to actually establish a fair and genuine contract with the Omlanders down there. They might actually be willing to mine in exchange for a chance at peace and a fair life. I think extending an olive branch might be beneficial and that would continue to supply Gavin with good quality ore for you and well the ever-growing watch in Southport. A great idea, Marcus. I fear that there may be a day in the future in which the Southport watch may need to fight again. Yes. For their city and for their kingdom. A bigger fight. To be sure. Yes. But we will rise to the occasion. Thank should you. the occasion rise to us. Yes. If... If the Duke of Commerce happens to someday pay a visit to the city of Southport, perhaps to inspect, <laughs> or simply request some kind of missive or explanation from you, I ask only that you let me know. Of course. Absolutely. I will. I would anticipate it with such an incredible loss to their financial stake inside of the city. And if it was he who had the contract struck with Fjordane's finest, and his election was purchased through blackmail and bribery, well, however much of a hoard of coin he may have, Greed is not quick to leave. And it does not seem like Fivril Blackflower does anything himself in person. No. No, it does not. If any suspicious, common-looking individual also comes walking around and looks for Gavin or Alistair or Will, or pays any suspicious attention to the docks or forge, do not question the person. Yes, she has told me what to look for and how to best behave around that. Yes, do not draw attention to it. I fear it would only risk the person who goes investigating. Yes, I don't want to lose more of my men to dangerous onlookers. No. If you do not mind, I will take the three back to Lake Mount now. Of course. It's a long journey ahead. Yes, and you should probably get started. Yes. 
Uh, before I leave, uh, I'd like to grab Fluffy for the road. Of course, yes. She's a very good traveling companion. She is, yes. Uh, a wonderful dog. Thank you. Indeed. Yeah, I would turn and beckon to Alistair then. <laughs> yep, yeah, he's going to stand and follow you. Mm-hmm. Uh, other three, what's your plan? <laughs> Shopping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess yeah, just general run in the middle. Cool. Downtime stuff. Yep. Uh, perfect. Then I will swap you guys out, and if you can send in Paul, please. Sure. Can you give me solo like Absolutely. two minutes of this way? I can cool. just go get horses and shit. Yeah. Yep. Because genuinely, like Makes it's sense. a. We'll see you all when I return. Give a little. I will know how to find you. <laughs> Listen sneaky. for the clown. Mm-hmm. I know. I probably won't. Very good at hiding. I know you are. And if I never find you again, Danny Lyon, thank you. I'll see you in a few weeks. I know. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I would, after mm-hmm. saying goodbye to them. Uh, Alice, Elias, Alistair, Fluffy. <laughs> yep. Got my companions. Got your companions. Uh-huh. Grab your horses. Yeah, if the fucking old man has any kind of, like, carriage that I could rent for any reasonable fee for four days, I don't care yeah. if it's, like, five gold a day, ten gold yeah. a day, whatever. You Sheila would have with. absolutely sent ahead sure. and had that reserved Prepared. for you ready to go because she knows you are taking back several people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, let me... Where is he? Yeah, I forget the old fuck's name. I don't remember. That's fine. There's your horses. Thanks. Goodbye. You're... <laughs> I'll make that real smooth and easy for you, buddy. You're very welcome. Uh, be I'll careful s- in the dark, of course. I'll see you and your mug-making son later. <laughs> He's He's fine. He's an artist or whatever. He's an artist man, yes. The the muggery. Yes, the muggery. (laughs) Yeah, so you uh, gather Elias, Alistair, and Alice Mm -hmm. in your carriage Mm -hmm. with your horses and haul your way towards Lake Mount. Yeah. Uh, The only thing I would want to do is uh, ensure that Alice, because she was obviously like distraught in shock and petrified, that she is more comfortable and feeling better today. Yeah. Um, I would say that as you kind of like load everything into the carriage, she immediately, her eyes light up when she sees Fluffy. Fluffy. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as she sees Fluffy, I would gesture towards Fluffy and say, your parents told me that you always had wanted a dog. And I figured that this would be a good way to show you that you have a home. You have wonderful, loving parents who have missed you for a very long time, and that this is your dog. Really? Her name is Fluffy. Thank you. And Fluffy just dives at her, and, like, Mm -hmm. Alice rolls around in the bottom of the car with Fluffy just, like, Mm -hmm. tumbling on top of her, licking her face. Mm -hmm. Thank you! Oh, goodness. Yes. 
But I figured for all the years that you have suffered away, it would be good for you to have something very deserving. Thank you. You're welcome. I've never really had anything like this. Yes. Well, you deserve it. You're kind of tall. Yeah, my mother always said that. <laughs> what are the uh, markings? Uh, my father and mother raised me with many beliefs in justice and peace and courage. And I took upon the duties and responsibilities of their people and my father's oath. Well, that's good. Yes, it is. You mind if I sit up there with you, with Fluffy? Uh, Fluffy does love the front seat. She hops over the front into the seat and just, mm -hmm. like, hugs Fluffy and just kind of mm -hmm. bounces. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I would look back at uh, Elias and Alistair back in the, uh, you know, cart portion of the caravan. Elias, I, uh... Unfortunately, there is not, not anyone who knows that they're waiting for you, but I can promise you that Val is as good a man as I have ever met in my life, and a man that I think that you can learn a lot from. I think that he will be very happy to meet you, his best friend's son. Maybe you can tell me stories about my dad. I think that he has a lot of stories about your father. Stories that will, I think, better paint the picture of the man that Will Bennett was before all this madness overtook him. I hope so. So do I. <laughs> Just Paul? Yes. You need water or anything? I'm good. Okay. Thank you. Uh-huh. Cause it's you and me. <laughs> I was powering up so I could, you know, really I saw it. you. I saw you charging up. <laughs> oh. oh, my right. goodness. Let me open my oh. other notes. Good. Lord. Okay. All right. So first things first, before I even leave the inn, mm -hmm. I got to talk to Mr. Man. Mr. Man. Hugh Man. Yes, yes. of course. Uh, let me... <laughs> Yeah, so you see everyone else walk out into the into the morning, and you stay behind, and you see Hugh just kind of sitting there, just like, fucking with a toothpick. Oh, uh, what do you want? Hugh, uh, I was yeah. wondering where you got your, uh, I'm just going to kind of gesture. And the, uh, puff, yeah, puff? yeah. Well... 
Gotta look at what I told you last time. <laughs> I actually forget. I also forget. <laughs> I'm gonna say that. I think I talked to Hidoro about it, but I don't remember. Yeah, so here's... I'm gonna... I forget what he said, and I like this better. <laughs> you know how pillows are kind of like clouds? Yeah. So is smoke. Gotcha. Yeah. Appreciate it. Put you right to sleep if you need it. Uh, I don't want that. There's different kinds. Yeah, good. Really relaxed. Thanks for the tip. I'm going to put a gold coin down on the table for him. Thank you, sir. He pops it into his pocket. Need anything for the road? No, I'm good. Drugs? <laughs> like what? You know. I don't, I'll, I'll go directly to the source. Fair enough. Uh, tell him I sent you. Will do. Thanks, Hugh. You're welcome. You have a great... What time is it? Like nine? Good God. Have a great nine. <laughs> you too. <laughs> All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk out and mumble to myself, I, I think that guy's three gnomes in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the impression I'm going for. So, yeah. That's good. Uh, <laughs> so, where are you headed first? Uh, the two main ones would be the Pillow King and Hudoro, uh, with the Leather Worker being the, like, secondary location. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go to Hudoro first. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yes, yeah, so you make your way through the town. It's a very nice day today. Uh, there is a, a slight breeze, uh, like a fall breeze. Um, it's kind of like quintessential fall weather, where it's not too cold, not too hot. Uh, it's nice. Sun Sun's up. You know, sun's out, guns out. There are people walking around enjoying the, enjoying the sun. There's not a not a cloud in the sky. It's like really nice out today. Uh, you make your way down the streets over to Hudoro, our good friend, to Hudoro's Quill. You crack open the door and you make your way into his uh, into his store. The same thing lined with all kinds of like rolls of papers and things and, and different inks and stuff all over the walls. Uh, and you walk inside and you see him, uh, Ren. Eudoro, how you doing? Good morning, friend. How are you? Good. Good. As good as I can be today. It's understandable late night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God. Uh, anyway, uh, what can I do for you, friend? I know you said you wanted to talk about papers with things written on them. Yes. Spells. Yes. Oh, uh, what have you got? You got anything good? Got anything just, interesting? Just he pulls out from behind the counter a huge like spell book that he just poof, sets down, flips open. Uh, what? Uh, how much power are you looking for here? Uh, you know, power, mobility, maybe speed. Sure, let's see you what we've got. And he licks and flips through, um, and you can see that the tops of these pages are labeled as to what the spell is mm -hmm. um but in the book itself you don't recognize the symbols that are written and i actually thought about this earlier and then looked it up and this is how it is oddly enough so the way in which wizards 
scribe spells is you take the scroll that has the actual symbols for the spell on it right and you have your own shorthand that only you understand so you cannot read another wizard's spell book you couldn't pick up another wizard's spell book and use it because you don't know how to read their shorthand right you could translate it if you spent like a lot of time on it but the process of using that special ink and scribing it as soon as you finish writing that in your book the spell scroll uh like just evaporates into dust oh when you do that yeah um so that's how you can't like then resell the spell scroll it's right. a one-time use um and i was like oh yeah that's probably a thing that i should put into the world that like you can't read other wizards things and then i looked it up and that's exactly what it is okay perfect so, yeah so it's your own shorthand that you have developed essentially uh your own wizard code basically okay um, gotcha let's see what we've got here uh speed movement uh uh, you looking to jump off things, or? Possibly. Uh, well, we've got Featherfall. Hmm. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, if you plan to jump off of a building or a cliff, uh, you can fall and not be crushed into dust. That's It'll, good. Uh, slow your speed. Um, we've also, uh, there's Jump. Uh, which is what it sounds like. Uh, you can jump three times as high as you need to if you need to, you know, leap over tall buildings. Um, That's pretty good. Uh, there's also Long Strider, um, and you, uh, you can move a little bit faster. Your, your legs don't physically get longer, but it feels that way, you know? You've got more power, more pep in your step. Right. Hmm. Yeah. And that increases your speed by ten feet until okay. the spell ends. Ooh. Hmm. Um... See what else we've got movement-wise. What, what, what about power? Power. Oh, uh, you have second-level stuff right now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we've also got Misty Step. You're I know that one. You're looking to get out of a situation. You've got the, you know that one? Yep. It's a great one, isn't it? Yeah, very DC useful. just like <laughs> appears on the other side of the tavern. Love it. Careful. Yeah, he just walks <laughs> back over. Just a good time, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, power, let's see. Uh... Well, we've got hold person if you want to hold somebody in place while other people beat them. That's always fun. That's actually great. I know a guy that's really good at beating. Yes, uh, your friends seem to be fairly uh, adept at, you know, the old beat em up uh, as was the, you know, the case in both the pillow fight and of all of the people that we uh, beat on the beaches. Yes. Uh, so that's a fairly good one. Um, yeah, definitely put that one aside. Sure, absolutely. I'll put that aside for you. Uh, just make a notation here. Uh, these will take me about a day to uh, to transcribe these, uh, but I'll have them for you tomorrow morning. If that's all right. Yeah. And uh, how much would that one cost? Um, let's see. Check my old book, and uh, this is with the uh, friends and family discount, of course, <laughs> uh, as we discussed. Oh, where the fuck are those? <laughs> are you good? Mm, yeah, I just got... Uh, Eudora? <laughs> What's that uh, device you're holding? Uh, nothing, nothing. Oh, my God. Uh, hold person uh, would be 120 gold. Uh, anything around that power level uh, is 120. Anything slightly less than that would be uh, 60. And, uh, you know, your, your single-use... Uh, 
Fun spells are uh, are ten gold. Fun spells. Cantrips. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's good. Sure. Uh, so hold person. We've got that uh, written down. Um, flaming spe- flaming spheres. Pretty fun. Uh, that, sounds, that sounds pretty good. Make a little uh, little orb with a little uh, like beef fat, uh, brimstone, and some powdered iron, and <laughs> just ignites into a big sphere. Mm. Um, you can move that around and anybody that ends their uh you know if they stand in it uh they'll take damage and uh you can use uh a bonus action and you can move it uh 30 feet away from you with your mind seems good seems good but uh what else you got let's see um uh we've got ray of enfeeblement if you want to uh make people that beat things beat them less uh successfully that's always a fun one yeah, uh, it's a pretty good see. one. So we've got power. I just try my best not to get hit. Fair, that's a that's true. Um, ooh, uh, magic missile is a good one. Oh, I know that one. That's Never a good misses. one. Uh, uh, do you like to make people laugh, Rin? No, but I know somebody who does. Good, 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 good. Uh, burning hands is fun. You like fire hands? Nah, not my thing. But but what about this laughter? Sure. Uh, yeah, so basically, you look at something or someone, mm-hmm. and they have to, uh, you kind of like dip into their mind and, and massage their brain a bit uh, with your arcane tendrils. Oh uh, my god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's called hideous laughter, uh, and if, they, if they're not very wise... Uh, then they'll uh, they'll fall to the ground and just laugh for uh, up to a minute if you're able to you know really focus on the spell mm. uh, and they can't get up um, and every turn they're able to see if they're wise enough to you know escape from it uh, but if they're really dumb it doesn't work if they're like really dumb like uh, like rocks dumb oh yeah, yeah so like, I see like birds won't work on birds that's a pretty good one now um that one's fun uh you like fog yes uh got fog cloud uh mm. does what it sounds like it makes uh makes fog makes fog uh I'll write you know what that's important I'll write that one down <laughs> fog <laughs> uh, but anybody in it can't um see very well so I don't know that in the that... caster Right, but you wouldn't be able to see anybody in the fog either, so that is a problem. Uh, it is. Yeah, your friends wouldn't be able to see if they're in the fog, and you wouldn't be able to see in the fog. So I don't know if that one's the one uh, for you, unless you needed it to like try to escape from something. Then that that could be fun. Yeah. Um, uh, or do you like disguises? That could be fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, disguise self. Um, you change... Oh, well, let me demonstrate. Hold on. And he casts the spell, and you see him turn into a, like, tall human man uh, with, a, like, a really nice suit and a top hat. <laughs> I dare say I'm off to the to the shows. And he just, like, sips an invisible teacup. Uh, oh! And he, like, clanks it against his tusks that are not there, but right. he hits against it with his hands. Uh things in the way today uh 
I like that one. It's a good one, but yeah. like, all of his clothes and everything look completely different. Oh, yeah. No, I, I like that one very much. Uh, how much? Uh, that one's 60. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Any Anything out of the ordinary? Maybe a little uncommon hmm. amongst people like us? Let's see. If not, that's all right. Uh, let's see what we've got if I've got something really... You know, juicy. Uh, <laughs> uh, magic mouth is fun. What's that do? Uh, so... It's... Basically, you pick an object, and he picks up, like, an envelope. Uh, and he whispers at the envelope and folds it up and tosses it across the room. Uh, go pick that up. I'll, I'll walk over to it. Actually, how far away is it? Uh, it's like 20 feet. Okay, I'll walk over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah you walk over to it and you pick it up. Um, and the envelope, like, pops into a little mouth and goes, The spell costs 120 gold. <laughs> and then falls to the ground. So you, uh, you pick the circumstance in which the object activates, uh, and it will repeat the message up to 25 words or less. Uh, it can be delivered as over as long as 10 minutes. So if you wanted to, like, say something that was 15 words and then wait 9 minutes and then say the last 10 for a secret message for somebody at the end in case it was intercepted, you could do that. Mm. Um, and it wouldn't activate unless the specifics... Uh, were met. They can be as general or detailed as you like. For this, I said for when the young master picked up the object. Um, but it could be something like if the uh, young master picked up the object and it's raining or there's no clouds in the sky. You can be very specific, so that way if it's found under the wrong circumstances, it won't activate. Uh, it's very good for sending coded messages. That is very good. Uh, that one's fun. Um, uh, spider climb is good. Uh, hmm. you can, you have to focus on it, uh, but for an hour they can climb up and down, uh, vertical surfaces, and if you walk upside down, uh, it's hands-free. Oh. Yes, uh, that one's fun, uh, they're, they are able to climb as fast as they walk, uh, just up the walls and then upside down on the ceiling, so that's, that's a fun one, uh, don't see too many wizards cast that, um. No, but, uh, definitely advantageous. Yes, yes. Um, and along those lines, a uh, web, which is what it sounds like it makes a web. Uh, it's not that interesting. It's kind of weird. Really? Uh, personally. Um, you make things bigger or smaller. That's, uh, a little bit more common, but, uh, it's, uh, fun in the right, you know. No. You have to make things bigger or smaller because they're too big. Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's helpful. Um. Hidoro? Yes. May I cut you off? Of course. Um, I think those two will do. Sure. Uh, hold person and disguise self. Those sound like excellent spells. Absolutely. I just need uh, some other things from you as well. Sure, If you If you have them, of course. I need some uh, charcoal, herbs, and incense. Can do, yes. I, I have that. I can give that to you now. As as well as... Uh, if, uh, I should have asked Dandelion. Darn it. Uh, do you have a, a, a brass brazier? Uh... Yes, of course, yes. Uh, I've got those as well, yes. Uh, Perfect. Absolutely. Um, all right, so that is 
60 plus 120 is 180. Uh, and the charcoal and the other things will uh, say that that's an additional 10. So 190 uh, will get you the things that you uh, that you need. Um, the two spells will be ready tomorrow morning, but I can get you the other stuff now. Yeah, that works. Thank Perfect. you. Perfect. Yes, and he uh, goes and like rum like rummages through some things and pulls out a, a, a like a big, uh, not like a potato sack, but like a potato sack. It's just nicer than that. Okay. Uh, and he pulls out the incense, uh, and it looks to be like fairly high quality because um, it's the amount of gold that it is. Uh, so it's not a lot of it because it's worth the mm. amount of gold that it needs to be. Right. Uh, he puts that in there. He takes the bits of charcoal from like he's got like a big like bucket on uh like a like a barrel full of charcoal that he just pulls out like a like with those like little fucking rock things yeah yeah yeah, yeah I know exactly he's got that he puts that in there and ties that shut uh and then he pulls out a piece of blue fabric and puts that down and takes the the brass um brazier sets it in there and wraps that up and ties it and puts it on top of the charcoal and the incense and hands that to you thank you i'll give him of course. The, the 10 you said yes 10 for that okay uh, and you're welcome to pay for the for the spells uh, on pickup uh, or now that this. Whatever. Oh, I'll, I'll pay for them now. Of sure, course. of course. Yes. Um, oh, that's right. The yeah, smoke beard had the had the stuff originally. Oh, that's right. That's right. That <laughs> makes sense. That exactly. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, but Dudley's also got it. Um, Perfect. <laughs> it's just it's nice to talk about like real magic. You know, it's. Uh, I don't get to do it a lot. People mostly just come here for, for paper and inks. I see. Uh, not too many people, uh, you know, buying spells. Uh, well, um... Have you ever considered leaving Southport? Uh, I've thought about it, but I, I don't know where else I would go, to be honest. Uh, it's a big world out there, but I, I do like being by the water. Uh, it's nice to, you know, have that cool breeze blow by, and uh, there wasn't a lot going on here that was problematic until recently uh, right but um it's just nice here I, i've uh, i could open a, a shop elsewhere i suppose but uh you know you get the occasional traveler that comes through looking for spells or or uh, you know wizard kids that want cantrips so they can fireball their parents and uh you know yeah of course uh, pretend of course. to burn their house down that type of thing uh, yeah, no. and all i that. mean come on you weren't one, I was. Well, uh, well uh, except I actually burned a couple things down. It's fine. It's it happens. Yeah, you know, it's, I mean uh, it's part of the learning process. Absolutely, when you're getting used to your magic, it's something that just takes time uh, to get used to, and it's a it is certainly a learning process. Yes. Um. Yeah, it's just it's great. Uh, what are what are your what are your plans? Uh, what What are you doing? Not now, just in general. Like, what What do you plan to do after this? Well, I'm gonna go to Greymore. That's good. Uh, anything important? Yeah, I have a. Uh, we have a high duke to speak to. Oh, uh, sounds very important. Yeah. Uh, you have like a, a gift form or anything? Well, like an agreement. Oh. I uh, represent the kingdom of Valinor. Oh, okay. Looking to trade. The kingdom of Fjordain. Oh, that's that's great. Uh, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you're like a like an emissary then. Yep. It's really cool. Yeah, it's really. tons of fun. I get to travel. Yeah, that's. I'm sure you've seen a 
great many things. Yeah. A little bit more sun than I'd like, but, you know. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, it certainly is a lot of sun. Yeah, uh, it's pretty freaking... Actually, is it cold up here or hot? Uh, I don't know the climate. It's not, like... It's fall now, so it's cool right cooler? now. Yeah, okay. it's cooler. Yeah, okay. So you're used to a more, like... Definitely warmer. Definitely warmer climate. Yeah. Uh, this is probably... Not colder than it's ever been, because, like, winter is a thing, but right. this is, like, slightly less cold than your winter. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. If it was, like, you know, fall, winter in Florida is, like, fall here. That's kind of the distance equivalent. Got it. Yeah. Well, uh, I I appreciate everything you've done, Eudora, and I'll, I'll see you tomorrow, but uh, just uh, let me know if you ever get tired of Southport. All right. What do you have in mind? Well, you could always visit where I'm from. That's true. It's uh, warmer. Warm is good. It's by the water. Water is good. Do you like trees? I love trees. There's so many trees. I grew up in the trees. Well, surrounded by them, not uh, physically in them. Same. Oh, uh, that's great. Uh, yeah. Sounds like a place I'd like to visit then. Uh, For sure. Well, if you pass back through and you're headed down there at any point, uh, let me know or send me a letter. Absolutely. Will do. Cool. I'll extend my hand. He reaches out. This, is, this is what you guys do, right? Yes, absolutely, yes. Okay. I shake hands. Well, oh, I better... And he drops his disguise and turns back into his normal self. <laughs> not uh, human with a suit and a top hat. I really like that disguise. I think I'll use it. Thank you. It's a, it's a fun one. Uh, it really gets the... You know, confuses people uh, if they're not expecting Mr. Fensiman. <laughs> I like it a lot. Thank you. Of course. Uh, anything else I can do for you? Anything you need help with? Uh, questions, comments, concerns? Uh, yes. I'm sorry. I, I It slipped my mind. There's something I've been, um, well, wanting to study. Uh, do, do you know much about spell augmenting or crafting? Uh, not myself. Um, that's the kind of thing that uh, tieflings do a lot. Tieflings? Yeah, uh... What do you know about the Tiefling Kingdoms? Uh, not not much. Only, only what I was told from back home, which is a little bit here and there about their culture. Uh, well, um... There's two of them. Two kingdoms. Uh... One is the Amnon Empire. Okay. The other one I need to look up. Hold on. Uh, the other is uh, the Chiron Dynasty. And uh, they're neighboring kingdoms, and they fight uh, a lot. Pretty much exclusively. Uh, their kingdoms are completely walled off, uh, and they basically spend their time trying to augment spells to make more powerful versions to assault the other kingdom. It is, uh, very dangerous. There are those that have left, uh, wow. so I've heard, uh, so I imagine the knowledge has escaped, uh, but I don't know that it's very widespread knowledge. I see. Uh, and so but, they don't let anyone in. 
Uh, I mean, you can climb the walls. There's not like a like a formal entry process or anything. There's a large gate. Uh, it's not guarded. Uh, only the gate between the two kingdoms is, but the outer walls are sh purely for the protection of the others. The kingdoms are connected? Yes, they're right next to each other, and there's a wall between them uh, with a, a gate that they Still, fight. I'm a... So there's no way to get in otherwise? No, you can. You can get in from, from the outside. Okay. Uh, the gates just aren't... Their borders are not really... Um, They're not guarded? Yeah. Uh, people, Seems foolish. People kind of just... Well, there's a time of peace other than those two. Uh, but, yeah, people don't go in there much. Uh, it's hard to say whether or not it will be dangerous or not until you get in. Uh, there are times where they leave each other alone. It's absolutely beautiful. There are, are mountains and uh, all kinds. They're known for their artwork. Uh, it's absolutely beautiful, but it is extraordinarily dangerous. I see. Yes. Sounds like a crazy place to visit, but it, I mean, I'm, I'm enticed. Yes. Uh, it's it's wonderful. Uh, I'm basing that off of Pandaria, basically. <laughs> if you picture that, that's visually... <laughs> I just thought... Northern South Korea. Well, <laughs> but yes, Pandaria with that basically. That's great. Yeah, yeah that's, I like that. that. Aesthetically, that's kind of uh, yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. it's a a dangerous place for sure. Yes, but I definitely like to visit. Of course. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. But you haven't encountered any tieflings that have done these things. No, uh, I've not seen any in Southport at any rate. Uh, I don't know if they're elsewhere. And you haven't seen anyone use augmented spell. I suppose you wouldn't since most people just come in here for paper. Yes, most people just come in here for paper. I mean, I've seen things that are maybe slightly different, uh, but magic's kind of finicky that way. You know, it's you never know exactly if... If I were to cast uh, Thunder Wave and you were to cast Thunder Wave... Mm. The color of the wave itself is dependent on the wizard casting it. And the area around you, the magic in the air. Exactly. Um, so it's it's difficult to tell if a spell has been augmented in that way without feeling the brunt of the magic yourself. I see. Yes. Hmm. And thankfully I've not felt the brunt of altered magic. That sounds kind of scary, but... Yes. It's something that I wish to do. I think that's uh, something that would be awesome to do. Yeah, uh, and to... I could teach others, like you. Yes, I, I would love that. Well, uh, or you could teach me. If you come across a tiefling... I will. ...or anybody that knows how to, please let me know. I, of course. Uh, yes, uh, do you have a cell phone? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't, yes, I can't <laughs> send it. <laughs> I can't cast it yet. <laughs> Such a good spell. Um, if you know a way to contact me at yes, a distance. Of course, yeah, yes, I, I will. Uh, I can contact you uh, if I if I find it. I, I know uh, you, so I can I can, you know, <laughs> send some arcane waves your way. Yes, sending. Yes, fortunately, yes, sending. yeah, I'm yes. not uh, good enough yet to cast it. Well, you'll get there. It's it's uh, it takes time, you know. But uh, yeah, practice. Mm -hmm. Practice does make perfect. Such as the life of a wizard, uh, always dedicated to knowledge. Mm-hmm. But again, Eudora, I, I just want to thank you. Of course. Uh, Let me know if you need anything. I will I should be here for a few more days. All right. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, I'll have these spells in the morning. I'll get started on copying those. Um, if you need anything else, just uh, let me know and I'll uh, you know add it to the list. 
Will do. And I'll kind of, I'll just put my hand over my chest and bow. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Have a good rest of your day, Ren. You too. Can I see out the window? Yeah. I'm going to misty step out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm going to head on over to the Dudsters. Very good. Yeah, so you walk over. It's just a straight over, uh, I'm pretty sure, uh, mm-hmm. up the way and across the other side of the of the one street. And you walk into the familiar, kind of dark and lightless... Uh, <laughs> chessboard patterned building with fabrics all over the walls uh and you see dudley sitting on his throne and you can see that there's like metal beams that are coming up through the floor so that way it can lower up and down now (laughs) i got it installed perfect oh my god so how you doing rin not great i uh oh you ripped all your clothes again yeah take those off come on even my boots this time I can't, uh, I mean, I could, like, shove some, some fabric in there, some... Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that. Do you, uh, do you have any pillows for boots? Uh, yeah, like boot liners? Yeah, but, like, real soft. For the inside of your boots, yeah. For the outside, uh, you'll probably slip. Uh, uh yeah, could... not outside. Yeah, I, I got things for the inside of your boots, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. perfect, yeah. Yeah, um... Yeah, would you mind uh, fixing fixing my clothes up and, and giving me some of those uh, boot pillows? Sure, uh, bat silk. Is that the best? It's something. That's and, what and I for like. which? Uh, for the for the shoes for the inserts. Okay. Yeah, really. It's it's uh it's smooth. You know, it's it's uh. Oh, it just makes me. It's kind of kind of velvety. You know what? That that'll be perfect. <laughs> Great. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, I can do that. Uh, I can fix your shirt right now if you want. It'll only take a minute. Uh, yeah, but uh, I was wondering if uh, after you sew it up in the in the vest, over the vest, I guess, uh, could you could you put a YM? You know, sure. Like, uh, like yeah. An M big, and, big letters. Yeah, like big. an M. Yeah, big M. You know, with like little curls on the end here. Oh yeah. Okay. And then okay. and then the Y. The over Y top. behind it? No, no, on top. On oh, top. on top of it. Yeah. Okay, like overlaid. Yeah. Uh, what color you want? That silver gold. Uh, other, others, <laughs> you know, the uh, other ones. That I'll exist. go. I'll go with. Uh, let's go with silver. Okay, you want that like stitched, or do you want uh, like fabric over top of the shirt? We can do it with like a cross stitch. Yeah, the cross stitch, I think it would look much nicer. All right, I'm yeah. willing to pay if it costs more. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, do you want like a loner shirt temporarily? That'll it'll take a couple hours to do. Uh, actually, can I just buy an extra shirt off of you? Yeah, Because sure. apparently this happens all the of time. Of course, of course, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got your size. Uh, he just, like, walks behind his, um, his, like, big throne, and he's just got, like, a, you hear, like, a, and he's like, this one look great. What is it's it just, like, like, a black, uh, not silk, but, like, just, like, uh, Similar to the shirts that we've bought for, like, costuming. Okay. Like, that type of fabric, pretty much. Yeah, it's yeah. Very that, simple. That works. Cool. Uh, he just wraps it up and <laughs> cannons it over to you. Catch it. Yeah. I'm going to take off my tattered shirt and vest and give it to him. Of course, yeah. And he, uh, and two little gnomes run out. Here you go. You heard what he said. <laughs> I'll be in to help in a few minutes. Uh, do you need my boot size, or... Uh, no, I can, you know. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're kind of adjustable. They've got, like, a little, uh, like, a little string thing that you can kind of tighten it around your ankles and stuff. 
All right, yeah. It's a whole system. Great. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, I have one more question for you. Sure. I'm going to pull out my beard smoker smoke pipe. <laughs> I'm going to take a puff and blow a beard over to his face. Got anything uh, a little more relaxing? You know I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, what are you, what are you, what are, what, uh, what are you looking for in terms of uh, strength? What are you, are you medium? Looking? Let's go with medium. So just kind of lightly relaxed. Yeah. Very good. How much do you want of it? Like a day's worth, a week's worth, a month's worth? I don't know how much that is. Uh, this is a new endeavor. Got it. Uh, well, a month's worth of running ten gold. Sorry, uh, fifty gold. Okay. Uh, a week's worth, you could. You know, it depends on how frequently you're you're using it. Uh, it'll be 10 gold for the week. Okay, yeah, that's real. I'll take a week's worth. Sure, absolutely. Uh, he walks over and... Eh, same chest and <laughs> stinks through chest. and pulls out a little uh, bag. Uh, this will do. This is medium strength. Uh, nothing too potent. Uh, it'll just kind of... Does it have a name? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, Divine Dudley's. <laughs> medium you, strength. You make it? No, I just, you know, branding purposes. I have to let people uh, who know, know. But it's not written on here or anything. It's not something that people are going to... Uh, right. You know, if they get picked up by the guard. Oh, the guard cares. Uh, I mean, not that much. There's uh, some of them coming here. Yeah. It's just if, you, you know, if you're walking around with, like, a lot of it... The really potent stuff, that's when it starts to get a little iffy. With the medium strides up, they're not going to bother Okay, you. all right, sounds good. Yeah, here you go. I'm not going to get patted down, it's great. <laughs> yeah, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. Um, so how much do I owe you? Uh, right. Uh, so it's five gold for the for the shirt, uh, and the boots with the bat silk, uh, and ten gold for that, so fifteen gold total. All right. And we'll throw in that shirt for free that you got on the black one. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I'll hand him the fifteen gold. Uh, thank you. Uh... I heard from down the grapevine, you might be looking for boats. Yes, ships. Big ones? Yes. All right. Um, and not just big ones. I'm looking for a shipwright. Right. One that builds. I can certainly hook you up with that. I did not used to be one myself, believe it or not. But I did work with a great many in my home city. Mm. So, the kingdom of Ashton, on the far side of the Mistlands, is a city on the coast named Bramblebow. Ships are purchased by most of Adorus. Uh, there's a thin channel that leads out to sea from Bramblebow. Uh, it sits in, there's like a large cove that it opens up into. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a movable seawall that, you know, my boys and my other artificer friends rigged up so we can raise and lower the seawall, keep the waves out and everything. So it's nice and smooth for, for boat building. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Um, so, crazy people attempt to sail that channel when it's not open, when it's just a little gap. About half of them make it, believe it or not. The other half need help and need repairs. Hmm. So, there is... If you Do you like gambling? Nah. Not really. There's a lot of gambling in Bramblebow, believe it or not. 
Anything that can be gambled on is gambled on. Ship races, fastest construction, fastest drinker who can Do build... they gamble on which ships can make it in? Yes, they I'd do. I'd be interested in that. They absolutely do. That yeah, that sounds things. like a fun event. And then yeah. and then you just, you help the people that crash, right? Yeah, of course we do. Yeah, for, we, a, we for a price. For a price, yes, of uh, course. Naturally, I mean... Uh, it's a small price, but... shake them down like monsters! But we, uh, but we do repair their ships. Uh, yeah, we gamble on whether or not they're going to make uh, their ships. So there's a school there... Uh, Metlin's Academy of the Arcane. Uh, mostly to work at the city shipyards, but some do go out and do other things, other artificers. Uh, but I know a great many people there, and I can give you a letter of recommendation if you'd like to give it to somebody. If you ever make your way there, they will hook you up, slip you right into their schedule, probably head of the line. Great. Uh, if you're looking for ships, they're the people you want to get it from, trust me. Okay, yeah, yeah. Looking for ships and uh, somebody that builds ships. Yeah, that to is your leave place. home. That is your place for sure. Uh, and he runs over and scrolls down a little thing, wraps it up. Here you go. You give that to whoever. Thank you. <laughs> and that will they'll set you up right. Sounds good. Yeah. Appreciate it. Of course, of course. Uh, anyway, we'll get started on your shirts. Uh, we'll have those in probably two hours. Sounds good, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it'll be a great time. Thanks, we'll, Dudley. Uh, we'll get that real, real nice WM in the silver. Uh, your feet will never be, uh, you know, tired again with the bat silk. It's real, uh, it's like moisture wicking. It's great. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna kind of like lean down to shake his hand. Do you, do you do this? You do this, right? Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any other customary greetings or... I should know about? Uh, hmm. Not asking yeah. about handshakes. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you find... Uh, there's a person's name in there that I don't remember that I wrote down. If you find him, put two silver pieces over your eyes. Two silver pieces? Right over those eyeballs. And just start walking. Right at him. Over eyes. And walk at him. Yeah, okay. it's like a, it's a whole thing, you know? It's kind of like uh, when two wizards stand on, you know, backspace and they walk and then they, bah, they blast yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. It's like that, except you can't fucking see. It's great. We <laughs> love it. It's how, who's going to hit the other person, and if you are kind of like not at the same angle, you might walk and fall into like the cove or something, but it's not that deep because there's no waves, so it's totally safe. Oh. But it's customary. It's great. Uh, okay, yeah. It's really a good time. It's I'll, a great city. You're going to love it. I'll definitely do that. It sounds like I'm going to enjoy myself there. Yeah. I can't wait great. to go. You said yeah. it was on the far side of the Mistlands after after the Mistlands? Yeah, so it's Mistlands, and then there's some elvish schmucks, and then we're past that. <laughs> and then there's the big mountains and the dwarves past that. Past, hold on, past Mistlands and elvish schmucks. schmucks. Yeah, on the northern side. Below that, that's the tieflings of the scary area. Uh, but yeah, you stick to the Elvish Kingdoms and make your way straight to Ashton. Uh, you could take a boat from the Elvish Kingdoms too, right into the cove as well. Uh, that's doable. Okay, uh, good. From the northern one, uh, Ota something. Ota something? Yeah, I don't remember what it is. They're one of those two kingdoms. Ota Solo. Ota Solo? Yeah, you would know that that's what he's talking yep. about for sure. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, I appreciate it. You're welcome. You're very welcome. You have a good one, and you I'll, too. I'll, I'll see you later. Yeah, I'll see you in about two hours. Put my arm over my chest and back. Oh, all right, sure. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's nice. That's good. That's real good. I'm going to slowly back up and walk out. 
I'll be back. Yeah. Have a good night. You, you have a good day. Good day, yeah. That's it's fuck. It's dark in here. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're good. You're good. Down. Yeah, good day. Yeah, good day. Does he look fucked up on anything? Drunk or anything? Like... His eyes are like a little bloodshot, but like he's high functioning for sure. Okay. Yeah, it's high functioning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, he doesn't look affected enough <laughs> okay. for for like how red his eyes are. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just wave as I walk out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have a good one. <laughs> you too. All right. All right. Off to shirts. <laughs> Burning the candle at both ends. Mm -hmm. He is. Uh, I'll step outside. Mm -hmm. And, um... Ah, shit, I forgot to ask where the leather worker might be. I'm gonna look for a random person passing by, or a guard or somebody. Yeah, you see a, a guy walking by. Uh, ex excuse me? Uh, sir. Yes. Sir, uh, do, do you know where I could find the leather worker? I uh, have a bit of a problem, and I'm gonna kind of show my boot. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, well, you want to head to... Uh, are you looking to buy new boots or have those repaired? They're next door, it doesn't matter. Uh -huh. um, so the other side of the city, uh, towards the gate, um, in the uh, magical district of sorts, uh, there's the Stomping Ground, okay. uh, run by Horak Stonefoot. Uh, and that's uh, where you can buy new boots. Uh, or right next to him, and they kind of work together, uh, is Luxurious Leathers, and that's run by Lucy Leather. Spelled L E T H H E R. Leather. Did you spell it for me? Yeah. Uh, okay. Thanks. I know it's weird. It's the whole thing. Okay, I got I'm you. sure she'll tell you. Um, yeah, you said Stomping Ground sells new boots? Yes. Yeah, yes. These are pretty beat up. I don't know if they're savable. I, I appreciate it. Well, of course. I, I didn't catch your name. Uh... Man Hugh. <laughs> Uh, well, name's Ben. Ben? Yeah. Thanks, Ben, and I'll, I'll extend my shake well, You have hand. a great day, uh... Rin. Rin. Ben Rin. Love it. Yeah, it's great. Have a good one. Enjoy your day. You too. Do we start walking the same way? Yep. <laughs> That's awkward. I'm gonna go this way now. Oh. <laughs> okay. Have a good one. You too. It's really bright out here. Oh, oh. Oh, that's great. <laughs> You're heading off to the stomping ground? Yep. Very good. Uh, so can you send in Lawrence, because we were almost out of time. Okay. Uh, but he's been out for a bit, so I want to have that. And then the next episode will also be a partial shopping split episode. Uh, but there are another group of people that also want to get boots. So I'll just mesh those together next time. Perfect. All right, I'll go get Lawrence. Very good. Thank you. Hello there. Oh, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Pretty good. Use uh, guys. Use guys. Uh, yeah, so since we're almost out of time, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I wanted to see if there was something that you wanted to do in the interim of leaving. Uh, sure. Before you do the shopping stuff or whatever else with Murdoch. Yeah, whatever next. we're going into next yeah. time. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, um, I guess, uh, for the sake of the stream... Um, uh, and I got up and physically left the room after the fact, but 
as soon as uh, Alistair would have mentioned the name Jandar, yep, you'd uh, be... Shay would have yep. kind of dialed in for a second and then just kind of like quietly removed himself from the room. Yeah. Um, and like gone just like not super far away, but just like outside of the room. Sure. To like catch his breath. Just like lean against the wall and, and yeah, kind like... of like de-anxiety, decompress. Um, so like... I don't know. I probably would not have heard what was, I would have like closed the door or whatever yeah. and like stepped far enough away to like not be present. Sure. Um, so uh, all of that would have gone down, and then I don't know how that shook out at the end. So how did they trickle out of the room as they were leaving, or did they leave the sure. room on camera? Um, I don't know. They did. So if this is something where like you want to speak to Alistair alone momentarily. They talk to Sheila. I can just have had them leave the room during that because that's kind of... It doesn't really make a difference whether or not they talked in the room and Sheila said, yeah, you can take him or not. Um, mm. So if you wanted to speak with him briefly while they're kind of deciding his fate, that's easy enough to have... However you him. feel like that would have shook out. Yeah. If you feel like there was a moment where... For sure, yeah. They yeah. would have separated from him. Yeah. Uh, then... Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally under, they absolutely could have, you know, we can retcon that they left briefly to discuss it and you went back in while he was in there. That's easy enough. That's sure. a, a very reasonable thing. So then as they stepped away then. Yep, you stepped I in. would have, like, hearing them coming probably moved out of the way to, like, not. Sure. Yeah, to not be obvious to them and then slipped into the room behind them. Yep. Uh, oh, uh. Hi. How did it go? Uh, I think all right. Um, I'm not quite sure they're discussing now. Uh, I accept whatever the decision is. Um, Marcus seemed pretty positive. Uh, Sheila's a bit harder to read. Uh, but, um... What was it he was suggesting? Uh, well, I, I gave all of the information I had, uh, and... His suggestion was to go... Well, I, I said that I'd love to go home to my family. Um, and he said that should anyone ever come looking for me, uh, to not let them take me or my family. And I told him I'd sooner die. Uh, I would not let anything happen to my loved ones ever again. Mm. And of course to report any suspicious people to Nolan. Uh, um, so that way he can tell Marcus. Concerned for you and yours. Should you be free to leave? The... The one that came for your life? Yes. He had missives from the higher-ups that sent him specifically to remove you, should you try to leave? Makes sense. You know what that man was? I don't know how open your guild has been about those sorts of things. No, I've um, I've never seen him before. I did not recognize him. Um, I didn't even see him step from the shadows until Will pushed me out of the way. Uh, I knew a fair bit of what went on, and I told the others as much, but... Um, 
Did you know that you were being watched like that? Not to that degree. I knew that my behavior and everything was being watched. Uh, I listened as much as I could. Picked up bits and pieces, but... I, they, I know. If they sent another like that one, you would not know until it was too late. They would know who you were, where you were. I don't know how to make that go away if they want to find you. Yes. I think if perhaps you changed your behavior from what they were used to, at least publicly, and I could tell you what they might say if they found you, that you might be able to come across as someone other than yourself, as if someone had taken on your identity, taken your place. Already replaced me. Yes. I will tell you that my behavior while here was significantly more subdued, and to someone that didn't know me before, I would be almost unrecognizable. I take your point, and any tips you have would be valuable, but I have not been myself for 14 years, and all I want to be is me. What? It has been too long, and I hope that I have not forgotten who I am. But any suggestions that you have as far as my behavior towards people that seem out of place or asking suspicious questions would be helpful to, for a time, protect myself. If they... If they come looking for you, I think perhaps if you presented them with... I'm going to pull out the locket that I found on Mm -hmm. the assassin. If you showed them this, I think that those that sent that man would know that 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 particular man would not be without that possession. Okay. If you suggested that it was imperative that you stayed exactly where you were and that you not be disrupted, that your cover not be disrupted in that place, I think that short of Fivro Blackflower himself coming to look for you, that you would not be removed, at least not immediately. A stay of execution. Of course, should it yes. come to that. Anything to... I'm going to pass the locket yeah. to him. Thank you. And he slips it into, like, his inside of his pocket. Uh, I'll keep this close. Anything to keep me alive for longer so I can spend time with my wife and daughter is a blessing, and I thank you. Yes. You... I did not stay for much of your hearing, I'm afraid. Heard something troubling? Uh, Just a memory of someone I knew from some time ago. Understood. There are... Yes. um, Things in all of our past that, when dredged up, can be quite painful. Mm. You have no idea. Uh, 
is strange to say to a man in your position. But everyone I has promise a story. you, you have no idea. I'm sorry for whatever you went through at the hand of whoever it was. The black flowers are monsters. Far-reaching. Yes. They have infested this world like a weed. More than a flower. And they choke the life from those that they come into contact with. Their corruption runs deep, and it worries me still how far it goes. You said you gave all of your information in the hearing? Yes. If there is anything that you did not tell them of Fivril Black Flower, I would hear it. I told them everything I know. My only suggestion would be stay away. And if you can't, make sure you're prepared because he is more dangerous than any man I've ever known and I have not met him. He is a man that creates monsters of men. Yes. And I think that perhaps some of those monsters might come back to bite him. I certainly hope so. I would like to see the day when he no longer walks the earth, walks the plain. The land. Yes. I understand. Yes. Yes. I think that would be for the best. Thank you for this. Of course. I... I hope that your... Your verdict comes down in your favor. I hope so as well. And I wish you luck with whatever you're searching for. Balance. Well, I wish you luck with balance, then. You as well. And I'm just going to turn and leave. Mm -hmm. Very good. Boop. I would go back wherever I thought they would. Yeah. Come to... Yeah, they'd, you'd see them go back into the room and then walk out uh, Marcus with Alistair, unchained. They would speak for a moment before Marcus splits. Yep. Well. Good night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, friends, thank you very much for hanging out tonight and watching the episode. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, we will be back next on Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, and then Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time for, uh, on Sunday, will be the Veiled Forest of Orvigo. Tuesday will be the City of Oshwamp, and next Friday at 7 p.m. again with the Lost Kings of Adorus. Uh, I really appreciate you guys very much. Thank you again for everything. Uh, and Octane and Vulpix for the resubs, thank you so, so much. Uh, yeah, thank you guys very much for watching. We'll see you next time. Good, Good night, night, everybody. Bye.